episode 34 of the Caffeine Crew Cast of Pods. This is the podcast for January 2017. Uh, we are a monthly geek culture podcast, uh, so if you've listened to our previous episode, you already know what we do here. So this is just getting back to the kind of norm. Last month was our best of and worst of 2016 and our uh, things that we're looking for towards this year, but... Without waxing on anymore, uh, I am your host, Rob. Joining me tonight is Kenny. Hi, I'm a person whose voice you might recognize if you've heard this before. <laughs> Fesh. Hi. That was terrible. You're terrible. You're terrible. Your mom's terrible. Oh. I like your mom. I'm sorry. She's a nice lady. Cat. <laughs> Hi. Fish. Hello. Ben. Hello. And Bill. I'm angry today. I know you are. <laughs> so, let's just get right into it. So, uh, the question I have for everybody tonight is this. Would you rather dance with the devil in the pale moonlight or dance with wolves? And I'm going to start with Bill because he's angry. So immediately I'm going to dance with the devil in the pale moonlight because dancing with wolves will get you nowhere. Wolves are probably going to bite your face off and you start dancing with them because they'll get hungry after dancing for a while. If I dance with the devil in the pale moonlight, I could probably offer him some sort of collateral to get something that I want. Ah, so kind of like a devil went down with uh, down to Georgia and exactly not down on Georgia. Fash, Jesus Christ, <laughs> Did not know where you were headed with that. I mean, I'm never, I'm never going to challenge him. Never going to challenge him to a competition, <laughs> but I can, you know, golden violin. Since, hmm? since I don't have, you know, red He's hair, so I still have a soul or at least part of one to offer. <clears throat> and you know, he could give me something really good in return, like the heads of all my enemies. Fair enough. Fesh, because your mind was going into different places. It's, no, it's, it just sounded funny to me. Uh, no, I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take Bill's back on this one. Uh, I'm definitely gonna dance with the devil in the pale moonlight, but I'm gonna approach it like every 17 year old girl in her first relationship. I know I can change him. <laughs> I can change him. He's a bad boy, but I can change him. I thought you were gonna leave room for Jesus. <laughs> that would be a weird tango, wouldn't it? Would. But man, I'd be really proud to show that dance card off at any point in the future. You know, I'm going to get my name nailed before somebody else says it. I'm going to dance with the devil in the pale moonlight because who does not want to be Batman? So that's pretty cut and dry at that point. That and I actually, you know, it gets into some of the things we're going to discuss later. I still have yet to this day ever seen Dances with Wolves. So Ditto. Yeah, yeah, so yep. uh, it makes it kind of hard to answer that one. <laughs> actually, to be technical, wasn't it Vicky Vale that was dancing with it? So you want to be Vicky Vale? No, because the dance is the fight that goes on between Batman and yeah. the Joker. Yeah. That's yeah. not Vicky Vale. He, he grabbed <laughs> her right. and he said, it, you ever dance with the devil okay. in the well, moonlight like, to Vicky Vale? No, he actually says it to Bruce Wayne after he kills his, his parents. parents. Right before oh, he, he almost kills them. He says it a bunch of times, right? Yes, he does. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Kat, how about you? I just remember well, the blonde. definitely. I don't want to dance with the devil. He's a jerk. And I like wolves. They're awesome. Plus, then you get to go join an Indian tribe. It'd be amazing. And I mean, like, honestly, I love werewolf stuff. So that's a no-brainer for me. Or should I say Native American? Does it matter? It's okay. People know what I'm talking about. We we know where you were going. Uh, I would also like to dance with wolves because I think it would be fun. Okay. Fair enough. Ben. Uh, I'd go down on Georgia. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait. That was going to happen. We, we didn't tell you. George is a guy. Oh, then never mind. There you go. Uh, I'm going to dance with wolves, because quite frankly, if you have wolves that dance, you can make money in Vegas. Oh, that's That's adorable. a good point. Good point. Yeah, but I mean, did, that didn't work out too well for those uh, two gentlemen with the uh They the were lines. tigers. They weren't wolves. Were tigers? Yeah. Okay, that's a good point. We still got bit. Hey, well, True. hey, they were trying to protect him. They just happened to bite his head. That's yes. all. 
Okay. <laughs> Just some love bites. Yeah. Love bites. Getting. I think the answer for me is fairly obvious because I am the stereotypical heterosexual white male, which means I don't have rhythm. And if you've watched anything about the devil, you watch like Supernatural or you watch Lucifer, he's like a suave motherfucker. Like really, like he's going to get out there. He's going to pull off all sorts of amazing dance moves. I don't look good as it is. Have you ever seen like wolves, which are basically dogs? Have you seen dogs dance where they get up on their hind legs and they flop around? They're not good dancers. I would at least Wolves be comparable. Are graceful. Are no, not at dancing. Hey, but you've their never... dance is not going to be the same as a human Have you, have hey, you dancing never? Dog hack has won America's Got Talent. They can do it. <laughs> have you ever held a bone above a dog's head? It jumps up and it like spins around and then it falls. America on its loves back. it. No, no, yeah, yeah, you're you're trying that with the wolves, wolves, But I'm saying I it's could dance. I could dance like that. Oh, I, I would be you. comparable. If I danced with the devil, I'm not getting a girl. It's not happening. If I dance with a wolf, they might go, well, at least he's human. I'll go in with him. <laughs> you look at it this way. See, when a dog does that and wins American Got Talent, if a human came out and mimicked those moves, you're like, is this person special? I'm not quite sure. <laughs> Which is basically me dancing thing. normally. I don't mean that in a bad way, but if you did that and mimicked it, that's what people would think. Like, how did they get on this show? That's true. That's exactly what it is. Who so, let them through the auditions? Pretty much. So, okay. So, before sounding like we're going into <laughs> wait, me wait, being... <laughs> okay, fine. Just keep charging that up. We got, we got, we got everybody. Stuff. Did we even discuss what music would be playing? No. Devil of Georgia, exactly. Uh, no, 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 no. You can't really dance Tenacious D, Tribute. That's true. That's probably what we'll be playing for this. I like Beelzebos better. Unless you're <laughs> dancing with wolves, and then we have awesome, like... It's a, a drum, hippie yeah. drum circle. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's fine. That's fine. If we that get works. into this, if we get into this and say Tribute, we got to remember that tribute was not actually the greatest song in the world. It was just, it was a, just, tribute. A, tribute. just a tribute. See, that's why I think it would be they'd be playing Mephiscopheles. I like that song. It is a good song. Song or band? Artist? Band. band. Yes. I wasn't calling you out on it, but hey, hey, I re- I have I have a song by them. I had the Bumblebee Tuna song. Yes, that's a great song. <laughs> All right, and the conversation dies. So, <laughs> so one of the first things we wanted to bring up tonight, and this is kind of a just a loose mention of it, but I. I think it's kind of exciting. So PAX in this past week just announced they're going to be starting a new show, and it's in our neck of the woods, which is even better. Uh, and that's being PAX Unplugged, which is going to be their very first full-on board game convention, and that's going to start on November 17th through the 19th. Um, so everybody I know, especially in this neck of the woods, is probably really hopeful that this succeeds, because you know PAX West, which used to be called PAX Prime, took off. Uh, PAX East in Boston sells out in matters of minutes every year. PAX South just wrapped up just a couple days ago. Yep. So um, I know for a lot of people, the idea of a purely board game PAX is kind of awesome. So I wasn't sure if anybody here had any thoughts on that as far as that starting. I like it. You like it? Surprise. End of conversation. Let's move yeah. on. That's all you have to say. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's, a game, it's a game board game-centric convention. That's fantastic. I mean, they're out there already, but... Not enough people seem to realize what an amazing hobby this is. People look at board games and they think old school, but everyone that likes the new ones, whew, it's blowing so Ken, up. How many versions of Monopoly are you going to buy? I will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I look at it as somebody who's relatively new to, to tabletop gaming. I attended too many games this past year, which is a very smaller version of what PAX Unplugged would be. Mm. And I had a I had a blast. So I, I would look forward to something like this. And this is where I kind of beg to differ a little bit. 
Too Many Games is great, and it's got a lot of board games. It's got a lot of indie developers pushing their board games, but it also has a lot of indie developers pushing their video games. Having a PAX name behind a strictly board game convention is going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Imagine the number of board games over what you've seen at Too Many Games there. I it's- mean, every one of those spots that you're going to see on that show floor, you got to remember... You know, too many games is basically like a closet where there is maybe like 30 or 40 people in comparison to something like a PAX. Yeah. I mean, like, you can't even fit in half of the booth sizes for like two or three major companies into what too many games is. I mean, they take up massive amounts of space. Let's not... This, this isn't a ding I, no, in too it's many not. games. It's you know, just, too many it, games is a fantastic convention. The sense of scale is, but, yeah. is drastically different. I mean, what was probably the arcade space of too many games, which we all loved... Mm-hmm. That's going to probably be the equivalent of maybe two big companies' booths at PAX. Well, when I say like how much fun I had um, at too many games, I, I do want to be more specific in that the board game portion was where I did have mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. So seeing this on a larger scale would be something I would definitely be into. I would bring up the point also that, like like Rob said, there's going to be probably major people there. Fantasy Flight, Asthma Day. I mean, there's going to be a lot of big publishers so you're going to be seeing not just indie games but you're going to be seeing huge mass market games that well mass market for our industry games coming out like the big things that you want to see along with the indie games now it should be noted that this is also going to be the same week as bgg con which is a major board game con i believe in texas so it could split. The question is, are all the companies going to come out? Are they going to split half the people or half their staff at BGG, half at PAX? What's going to happen? I think at least Stronghold would be at PAX because they're in New Jersey and PAX is in Philadelphia. And the big ones like Asthma Day, which is like huge, they've gobbled up so many of the smaller companies. They're going to have enough people that they're going to split it up. They'll be at both, I would assume. And for people that don't know what BGG Con is, that's Board Game Geek, which is kind of like the yeah, real. No idea what that that is. is like the real home. Like, like if you search a review for a board game out there, most likely the top thing that's going to pop up in your URL is Board Game Geek because it is like the biggest forum and aggregate place where all basically it's the Rotten Tomatoes of okay. board games, mm-hmm. where you will see all these things and people's thoughts and alternate rule sets people created. So Board Game Geek is one of the biggest ones next to like Dice Tower Con in the yeah. States. So And <clears throat> Gen Con, obviously. The only thing that sucks for me is there is another con- conflict in dates as well. Um, and you that, can there's... get your sex change surgery later. All right, I'll, yeah. put, I'll put it off. I'll have it the week before. That'll uh, make the con more wait, interesting. Wait, why didn't you hit the pun bell? I'll put it off. His I penis said, coming off. Never mind. No, but there is a... Uh, can we edit this? No. 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 Okay. All right, now there is a Heroes and Villains in Atlanta again that following weekend, which is the weekend after my birthday. So I would have to choose which well, one. Well, actually, that kind of spins into what some cons we might all be going to this year. Is there any anything specifically people out there are about to go to or really looking forward to this year that they just dig? Cat. Glimmerdark is this coming weekend. Yeah. And it's the first year they're doing it. I mean, technically, it's the same um, February weekend that uh, Wicked Fair used to be, but Wicked Fair ended, and now they're doing a, rather than like kind of a broad convention, they're narrowing the focus to a Fae-themed one. Cool. So it should be really fun. Yeah, uh, I'm going there. Bill's going to yep. be there. Paul's going to be there. Oh, so. yeah? You are. You are. Okay. I'm, I should probably start getting costumes ready. I'm a little concerned, you know, them changing it from an 18 plus convention to all ages. What concerns you? The ball pit. 
I oh mean, my god, you'll be fine. No, I well, actually, won't. the ball pit. Yes, one thing you may have a lot more, you know, you kids to deal with in the ball yeah. pit. Is this uh, a fine. convention that was called something else last Wicked year? Fair. Yes. Wicked Fair. Wicked Fair yeah. last year. Okay. Because mm-hmm. um, when you mentioned the ball pit, not that it's it was a. a a wretched hive of scum and debauchery oh uh, the years before, which is amazing. Uh, but I feel that might be toned down a bit. Well, I mean, I liked the whole ridiculous let's everybody have just almost a giant party the entire weekend. Mm-hmm. Honestly, though, you have to consider this because um, you've been to Steampunk World Fair, right? Yeah. It's the same thing. That's true. I mean, and that's all ages as well. The reality is when it gets late, like, Wicked Fair and or Steampunk, well, you know, Glimmer Dark and Steampunk will, yeah. or World Fair will both be open till like, midnight or so, and kids aren't going to be up that late. The I, parents are going to take their kids home. I did look at the schedule. And there will still be the shenanigans. Yeah, I did look at the schedule. It's there are still adult-only events, which is awesome, so... Because all the kids' stuff dries up or right. when it gets later, and it switches over. I yeah, mean, but that's just normal. It still means that I'm going to feel... Because at, at World's oh Fair, <laughs> I always feel weird being drunk at 2 o'clock in the afternoon with kids walking around. Wicked Fair, I didn't have to worry about that because everybody was drunk at two in the afternoon. <laughs> so now I'm going to have two conventions. I have a feeling I've been, be so I have to wait until later to get drunk anyway, so it makes no difference. I have a me. feeling you're going to still see plenty of people drunk at two o'clock be because fun. more than likely everybody's like, I really like going to this event in the middle of winter in February, and everybody's still yes. going to treat it exactly as it's the nice. same show. So. Um, on top of that, though, I do know already, like, Glimmerdark has outsold the final Wicked Fair. By a lot, ticket wise. Really? So the marketing switch has done really again. It's narrowing you're your opening focus to a new it's, audience. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. opening to a new, but you're also narrowing your focus, and that has been the biggest problem with a lot of conventions. Because you look at Steampunk World Fair, Steampunk World Fair knocked Wicked part uh, like out, like knocked Wicked Fair out of the park for like really quickly. Well, it was an in- convention's infancy when like Wicked Fair had been going on for 10 years. I mean, when you have two hotels kind of teaming together to have a convention. But that wasn't even it. It was um the reason it got so big is because of the focus. The focus was a niche market. The cat is clawing at everything. <laughs> so you you hear all the noise. Market. When you go to like when you look at something like Wicked Fair and had to explain it to people, yes, you could kind of go, well, it's an indoor run fair and there's some kink stuff, kind of, and people go, well, what do I wear to it? Well, you can wear whatever, whatever you, you want. want, and that's not really easy to define. You go, oh, this is a fae fairy convention. People know what to do. When you tell somebody. PAX. Well, what's PAX? It's a video game convention. Everyone's like, cool. Yep. It is it's not simple. a music and arts festival. What yeah. kind of music and arts? That would lose it's, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. It, it loses people. I'm still going to wear a steampunk costume. Do it. Do it. I'm probably totally going to bring my Stormtrooper. Yeah. So. That was also, my question then. Glimmer Dark. What do I wear to it? Whatever you'd like. You still could. You can wear fairy You wings. are allowed to wear whatever you like. What's recommended and what most people will be wearing is fairy-esque type stuff. But that also is a really broad topic. What kind of fairy-esque type stuff? Are we talking like the cute flowy fairy or like the sexy fae fairy? Yes. Yes. I, yes. Or you, you, you just answered go, your question. You could go into like mythological creatures as well because that usually falls. You want to be a dragon? Be a dragon. Mm-hmm. Kenny, actually, best thing to do, think of Lost Girl. Ooh. You could be like anything. Well, <laughs> okay. What if I want to be Batman? Then you, you can, can be, be Batman. Batman. Oh, cool. <laughs> but it actually has to be like full bat. It can't be Batman. <laughs> It has to be more like Man Bat from Batman. <laughs> uh, okay. 
But you could just be Batman and put fairy wings on, which would be pretty well, damn that cool. <laughs> That's what I intend with the Stormtrooper is find myself a nice Pair set of fairy, fairy wings. Because then you can't complain about be me adorable. being out of genre. You need a little, um, <laughs> uh, like a little tiara that we can like Velcro to the top of your Stormtrooper helmet. Oh my god, can we? That would be kind of you amazing. Need, you need to get a plaster that shoots bubbles. That would be nice. What about what? Peter Pan? What if I wanted to come as That Peter would be fun. Yeah. That'd be awesome. No. I was going to say, what if I wanted to come as an overly gay person? Then you'd probably get kicked out. Fairy? It's a convention. Yeah, no, that that doesn't work in this, this, this <laughs> spectrum, buddy. So what other conventions are we thinking of? Well, then changing <laughs> topics, I don't think I'm going to go to it, but it still intrigued me. They did it last year for the first time, and they're bringing it out again this year because it sold out with such a success. That is the Dice Tower Cruise, where they actually have a cruise ship, and they rented out a block of, I think, like 300 rooms, which seated, I think, anywhere from two to four people per room, and they sold out. And it's a regular cruise ship, it cruises out of Florida, goes down to the islands, it's got all the amenities of the cruise ship, the, um, the pools, the shows, the buffets, but they also have a huge convention room, which is solely for the people there for the board game convention, to just play games. That's awesome. There's nothing else going on. It's a cruise where you know there is a huge board game library, and you can go in and sit down with random people you've never met and play a game of anything you want. Mission Red Planet, Seven Wonders, Last Friday, Blood Rage, anything. It's It sounds like an amazing the, time. The cruise convention, though, is not a new thing. There have been companies that have been doing that for years. True, but Wizard for a board been game. Like a for board one that board? Kenny wants to go to, yeah. though, he is like, I <laughs> want to go on a cruise. One this year, so it's, that's not oh, a new cool. thing, but a, one where you can just sit and play board games all the time. That sounds awesome. I, it sounds awesome to you, but to me, if I'm on a cruise... <laughs> I want to be in the pool. I want to be on the deck. That was the only thing I thought stuff. about is why do I want to pay to go on a cruise if I'm just going to sit in a room? Exactly. I can save all yeah. that money and gather my friends and sit in a room with them. Yeah. Or you could road trip to Toronto and go to a board game cafe. There you what? go. So yep. Much fun. Uh, for me, um, like I said, I am really looking forward to actually, as we brought it up already, is too many games. I really like that show, even if it's, you know, feels like it hasn't been growing much more than it has the last two years. Uh, I mean, we did see a little bit more, like, the arcade's been about the same size for the last two years. The uh, indie area is getting a little bit better, um, but, I mean, it seems like it's about the same size as it was the year before. I I, I beg to differ on that one. Well, I thought the arcade I thought the arcade doubled in size. Actually, you're probably right. The arcade probably did double in size. Uh, and so. with, when they moved all the arcade stuff along with the video game stuff into one room, that opened up the whole indie area a little bit bigger, and I hope that people saw that hey there's more space here let's try to get in on this next year question for you for uh, too many games with the arcade section i'm assuming it's regular arcade machines like yeah okay do you have to pay to use that nope. or is it's it all free? free wow it's all free to play and there was maybe at least i would say if i had a ballpark anywhere from 100 to 150 machines there oh yeah that were definitely set. so and they were all pretty well maintained too so it was pretty yep. cool but well, it's do, just a fun time do they have tapper uh, I, they, think, they, I think they might have. I think well, then they I give it my seal of approval. <laughs> if they didn't, fuck that noise. If they do, seal of approval. <laughs> Any other big conventions that people are excited about this year? You know, Steampunk World Fair. Steampunk World Fair. <laughs> Even though I'm, I'm disappointed because I don't have an hotel, a hotel room for it. Yeah. And I'm it's not real. sure. Oh my god. Do you know how quick it sold out too? Uh, I know. I was on oh, the day that they no. released the rooms and they were already sold out. I know. 
it was insane. So so the first so the first one sold out. I think in like the first hotel when they opened it up, it sold out in maybe a day or two, and then the second one sold out in like four hours. Yep. Yeah. No. I. And that's a little disappointing to me because yeah. I really wanted to go again. And don't have a hotel room for it. Yeah. And don't really want to stay off-site because I, I did that before and got really burned by it. That's because you stayed at, didn't you I stay did. at like the micro I did. <laughs> but here's the other thing. I looked at the overflow hotels. Yeah. And all the reviews for the overflow hotels mm. are also not very good. I can tell you where to go. Go to the Double Tree in Somerset. It's okay. close. And that's actually where Wicked Fair used to be held. Okay. We used to stay there every time. Mm-hmm. I'll think about yeah. it, but again, I'd have to drive to the convention then. That's and true. I wanna, I, I you love being able to stay there, yeah, like being able to stay there and get drunk at two in the afternoon. Yeah, <laughs> I'll I, be with you, Fesh. I was about to jump in and say it's not a big idea until you said get drunk at two in the afternoon, and then I realized I don't drink, so, so it's not really. I can't really say. Have. But I was going to bring up the fact that I had to drive to Metatopia, and it was like a ten minute drive, no big deal. And I had no problem with it. I loved Metatopia. It's you, you go there, you sign up in advance. They've got a list of all the different games where you can play test, and you're play testing for indie designers. You're play testing for major companies. That's where I got to play test the Dresden Files game, which was fantastic and should be coming out in about a month or two. Should be great. Um, but driving there, not a problem. And I would I would go there at 8 in the morning. I would literally have my schedule and played games from 8 in the morning until 10 at night and then stayed and played games with random people until midnight and then drove home. And it wasn't an issue. So don't worry about driving. But, but then again, I don't drink. So, But see, even after those... Well, actually, no. I shouldn't be talking about this with you because I know you're the Energizer Bunny when it comes to I'm on all the time. <laughs> at the end of that day, even if I wasn't drinking, I'd be exhausted you get really, and hate no, to drive you, you home. You get no, really really tired at those events because like with um stuff like steampunk world's fair you're doing all this like random wandering and like there was what was the mini golf thing that was going on last year oh uh there was con golf it was it was it started it around like i believe 10 o'clock at night by um (laughs) canes enabled and uh yeah they had grabbed random teams and they were playing a game of miniature golf through the entirety of one of the hotels that's, a, that's awesome. Pretty amazing. Like, people just get up to hijinks. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. It's like you're, like, scampering around and, like, dancing. There's a lot of, like, a lot of bands playing. You're dancing the whole time. So it's like going to a concert almost where you're up and moving. I think it's going to depend on the person. Because I will <laughs> say, when I... Think of Metatopia because it's on the same it's on the same weekend as um, Extra Life. Oh, yeah. God. Which is a problem. So... <laughs> I did, I think it was two years ago, yep. I went to Metatopia, I, remember, yeah. I played games until one in the morning, slept for five hours, got up, played games all day until I took a two and a half or three hour drive to our extra life thing and started playing games for another, I don't even know, 24, 20, 30 yeah. hours. Yep. Um, not a problem. And when it was done, people were like, let's go home. And I'm like, come on guys, let's play one more <laughs> game. Just, Shut we, up, we don't Kenny. have to end it. <laughs> So it all depends on, like, if you're into it, I guess, too. The other reason is, and and as much as I'm into it and the whole convention scene, and as much as I love it, I'm still an introvert. So it takes a lot of energy for me to get out. I'm definitely not an introvert. I know you're not. (laughs) Fish, how about you? Is there any conventions this year that you have a potential-ish interest in checking out? Well, um... Or if you could go to one this year. My wife is going to Glimmerdark. Woo! Uh, (laughs) Let's see, um... 
I would like to get back to DexCon, but I don't think it's going to happen this year. Um, Gen Con is actually a week later, which works out for me, um, but I don't think I'll make it to that either. I would love to go. Uh, I always heard I Gen Con was very fun. It's but we've never very had the chance to go. big. Yeah. <laughs> um, and sprawling, and I do enjoy it a lot. Uh, one of the ones I wish I could go to more than any other show this year would be Star Wars Celebration, because it's happening in Florida this year. <laughs> yes. Um, and it, especially knowing the fact that more than likely it's going to be like, hey, here's the Episode Eight trailer at the same <laughs> time, and like, this is what's to come in Rebels. And from what I've read about anybody that's ever been to Celebration, they said it's like, you know, when you go to like a Comic-Con or anything like that, you're like, hey, look, here's all these geeky things I'm into. When you go into something like, you know... Like a steampunk event, you're there and it's you're there just to consume steampunk stuff. When you're at Star Wars Celebration, you're there to consume only Star Wars. And something about being around that for three days sounds amazing from what some of the things we've, you've heard where they're like, hey, we rebuilt half of the Millennium Falcon, which you go on and wander around. Or, hey, we made a full replica of the cantina to go to get drinks at with a whole bunch of people. That just sounds amazing. So... I don't know that I'd want to go to the cantina, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, you said it's happening in Florida, right? Yes. <sighs> <laughs> Question for people, though, because we have talked about a lot of things. We talked about the smaller conventions, too many games, and mm-hmm. and uh, Glimmer Dark, and we talked about the big conventions, Gen Con and um, Pax. Pax. Yeah. Uh, what would What no, do you prefer? Mind. Like not. Just excluding the topic of it. Say you could have any topic you want. Do you prefer it to be in a big convention setting or a small convention setting? Small con all the way. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in favor of the small con. So I've been to both. I mean, I like when I was younger, I used to go to Otakon every year with Joel. And like, that was huge. I mean, that was Baltimore Convention Center. Took up the entirety of it. It was gigantic and sprawling and it was very fun. But it wasn't as fun as the small cons. The small cons, because they're more intimate... Like, people just talk to each other more. You know what I mean? Like, you make, like, we have met so many random people and have run into people, have random conversations with just passersby. People will talk, like, all the time. Whereas I don't really get that vibe at a lot of big cons. We went to Wizard World, and I mean, it was fun, but it was, we were with our group the whole time. Like, we didn't really... See, now, I side with you on that. I like the idea of the small con, and that's actually my preference. But at the same time, the big cons are where you're going to find the replica of the cantina, the sure. Millennium Falcon that you can go through. I think it's Gen Con that has um, that true actual... Dungeon. Yeah, true dungeon. Like, those are really cool things, and you're that not going to find them yeah. at small cons. When it comes, though, to like the kind of cons where there's multiple different celebrities, uh, you know, like the mix of cons, like Wizard Worlds, Heroes mm-hmm. and Villains... Um, I prefer the smaller... Wizard World is great, but you don't get the personal interactions with any of the guests. Yeah. Heroes and Villains at FanFest is a smaller con. It's it's larger in scale compared to maybe like Great Philadelphia Comic Con. Mm-hmm. It's larger in scale, but you get more of the interactions. Great yeah. Philadelphia Comic Con, perfect example. I went up to um, Jonathan Frakes' table when nobody was in line, and I sat and had a 20-minute conversation with him. Didn't have to pay for a picture. Yeah. It was just a great interaction. You don't That's get awesome. that at the larger cons like Wizard World. They never... The the lower end guests, you can do that. But yeah. any of the main guests like Jonathan Frakes was, they're they're too busy for that. Mm. Heroes and Villains Fan Fest is, is a nice medium. They have a lot of the great things that the larger cons have, like the caliber of the guests. Mm-hmm. But they keep it smaller in scale so that the actual people who pay to go to the convention yeah. can interact with those larger scale guests to that degree. So I'm right in the middle, but I prefer smaller. Nice. How about you, Fish? Eh, I don't know. It's a good. Most of the cons I've gone to have been smaller cons. So 
That's my bucket list is to make it to one of the one of the bigs. You know, make it to a Dragon Con, make it to I'd love New York Drama Con. You know, San Diego. I, that that is one of the things that I intend to do uh, at some point in the future is get to one of the really large cons and then see how I feel about it. It, it seems to me when you know everything that I've seen at the larger cons, it's it's more of you're hurting people through. <clears throat> Everything that's going on. You're like, it's like, hey, it's a cattle shoot to go do yeah, this one yeah, thing. Or yeah. you want to see this panel? Congratulations. Three hours of your day today is going to be in line just to see what that one big thing you wanted to see. Yeah. Now, the smaller the smaller cons definitely are the ones since I've had experience with those. Uh, Regeneration Who comes to mind. You know, you were looking at less than 1,700 people there, but it was, it was a really close-knit group of people. So uh, you get those conversations. Now, for the people here, I'm just curious that have been to the larger cons. Yeah. Well, I realize that it may be harder to get into interesting interpersonal interactions. Are there like very small niche things that happen yeah. at the larger cons? Because I would imagine if that's the case, if you're going to something that's not overly popular, but people are really into it, you could make those small time interactions happen. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I mean, like when we used to go to Otakon, for example, I mean, there were a lot of very awesome things about it. I think I just tend to like having to travel less to get to talk to people. Because <laughs> if you're, like, going from one end of Baltimore Convention Center to the other, holy fuck. Like, it's just long. And, um, but, like, what was cool is if you're sitting, like, we used to just camp out in the um, karaoke room and hang out with the people around the nice. tables there because you could meet a lot more people that way because of the smaller venue. Area. See, I'm going to steal a line here. I'm very introverted. Mm-hmm. I hate people, but I love gatherings. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love being in a huge crowd of people. Yeah. So I do tend to like those big cons mm-hmm. just because everybody else is there. Everybody else is trying to do the same thing I'm trying to do and have fun. And I get the energy off of that. And I know that more sounds like an extrovert than an yeah, introvert. Yeah. But um, it, it's from growing up in a large family. I, I just have this general... When everybody is having a good time and it's a big crowd, it's mm-hmm. it's a good time. Yeah. One of the other things that happens, though, at a big con, though, is that they actually have really cool announcements. Like, the, the trailer for Star Wars is coming out, and I know that there's a lot of other cool announcements that are coming out. We talked about PAX, the video game convention, and there's some big things that are coming out with PAX as well. That actually gets us into our next point really well. Um, one of the things that happened in the last month, and actually early January, it was like January 10th or 11th, um, Nintendo finally said, hey, here is the Nintendo Switch. We want to take at least just a couple minutes to talk about this, because I know there's a kind of a big split at this table with the people that are <laughs> big into gaming, uh, as far as what they think about it. I know a lot of people have been saying, hey, Nintendo, yay, they're making a new system, it's going to be awesome, it's going to be a lot of fun. Then there's a lot of people who are like, this is Nintendo's final system that they will ever make. And that's a good thing. Um, so I kind of wanted to know where people stood on that. I mean, like, it's a weird hybrid system. <laughs> I, I, I'm confused on the whole, this is the last system Nintendo's ever going to make. Well, that means then they're going out of business. Because no one's going to be <laughs> foolish enough to be, hey, you know, in like 50 years, we're still going to be using this same system. Bullshit. They need money and they're going to come out with new systems every couple years. They might just do what Sega did. Yeah, and just start and developing games. No, they are, they they are still doing incredibly well, and they're just making video games. They think- bought other other companies, and they have made mergers, and now that they just make games. So that was kind of the joke I was hitting at. But you're saying it's true. Is that you? When you say this is the last system they're ever going to make, you're not saying it's so great they're going to keep 
supplying it. You're just saying they're going to do this, let it run its course, and then not put out a new system and stick solely to games. Well, maybe. Nobody really it's knows. possible. A lot of people are really looking at what they've been doing. They haven't exactly been the industry leader in a very long time. The last time that they owned the market share was the Nintendo Wii, which, while it doesn't feel like it was that long ago... It was a while ago. It was quite a while yeah. ago. It was a long time ago. Uh, I, you and know, they didn't necessarily own the market share for gamers. They owned it in general because there were a lot of non-gamers that were using it. But that is still... It was owning, a lot of fun. It's owning the yeah. market share, though, because business-wise, it doesn't matter it's who's true. buying it. It matters the amount that you're selling. Uh, I believe, if memory serves correctly, <laughs> I was reading an article about somebody that's out there that just completed the full collection of... Nintendo Wii software, which is 1,192 games. Jeez. The largest library, I think, ever on a video game system. And half of those games are horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah. probably about five-eighths of, of the library. But I, I haven't been invested in a Nintendo system since Nintendo Wii first came out. And I got bored of it very quickly. The, the idea of the motion was great at first. And then it turned, to me, it became... Uh, this is a system I'll play when friends come over. I'm not going to play this by myself. The Wii U came out and I had no interest whatsoever. This is the first time I've actually been excited about a console that Nintendo has put out. But I did the smart thing. Thankfully, with Amazon, you don't pay until they ship. I got my pre-order in on day one. Now Amazon doesn't take pre-orders anymore. They closed it off on the first day. And now I have until March to decide whether or not I want to get this system. As long as I cancel that pre-order by the beginning of March, it, it doesn't charge me anything. So I'm still on the fence. I'm excited about it, but I want to hear more about it because the games are very limited. I think there's six to ten games out as of right now that are going to be released. On launch day, there's it. there's five titles, but they yeah. haven't announced anything that's a downloadable game only, the virtual console offerings. Yeah. Uh, I think there's another six or seven games coming out in March, and then they have a nice stream of games pretty much constant throughout yeah. the year. So I'm, um, I'm, I'm on the fence, but hopefully I won't be canceling the pre-order. And for those of you out there that don't know what this system is, it is a hybrid system that is both a handheld and a home console. So it's a whole home console that you can take or that you can take on the go that has its own screen, and then you can dock it into your TV and play kind of a multitude of different ways. Um, Which honestly, I think maybe one of the weaknesses that that will show out uh, when it first comes out, that kind of portability and size leads to to losing things. And I'm I'm wondering, you know, if you lose the portable part of the Switch. I'm assuming that's it for the Switch, right? It's not like you can still play off the base. Yeah, but I think that's it's the, the console. Yeah. So. It's like the equivalent of a 7-inch tablet. So don't so give it to kids is all but, I'm saying. But I think it's still very, from what I've seen of it, it's not like there are small pieces involved. You have a you have a base with an HDMI cord and power cord, hmm. which are three very simple pieces. You have the tablet and two ends that plug into it. It's fairly simple, and the ends are big enough that hopefully you... Well, the ends them. are apparently not that big they're about half the size of an old school Wii remote half really they are very small so that's and there's also maybe i picked this up wrong in the preview is the actual game itself is i thought when i first saw it i said is that a uh, micro sd card that they're putting in or something he said no that's the game there is a micro sd card slot on it yes so cool. storage wise it is 32 gigs which is bad for any video game system nowadays when people complain about a Xbox One and PS4 only having 500 gigs standard, and people are like, this is bad because we fill this up after five, six games. So 32 gigs is not a good way to go, but you can still expand through micro SD. Right. But the other side to that is the cartridge-based system, moving back to that. Um, 
because of the technology that's available now, you could stick 15, 20, 70 gigs on a, on a little cartridge and have your whole game stored on there instead of having move it to your hard drive on your console. Which is very true. Bill, you want to explode. He's turning red. He's literally turning red. You say 32 gigs, and you said, oh, you know, yeah, that's a bad thing. Bad is not the operative word here. (laughs) It's absolutely freaking terrible. 32 gigs? We have, like you just mentioned, we have 500 gig systems that are coming out that are definitely not enough space for all the games that people want to get. So we're putting in one terabyte or even bigger hard drives into those systems. I have, two PS- having... I have two PS4s, both with two terabyte hard drives in them, and they're both maxed out. Exactly. And how long ago did we move away from the cartridge system? Yes, but cartridges it... are a I, lot different I nowadays. I am sick and tired of my children coming to me because the disc won't read. Saying, Dad, the disc needs to be cleaned again. <laughs> and we're moving away from discs. Every game that I can buy nowadays, I can go onto the PlayStation Store or the Xbox Microsoft Store or on my PC, go onto Steam or and any other download. And pay $10 more to be able to download it. No, I don't pay any extra to download. Yes, I pay the do. same price to no, download those games. And then I just download them and have them on my computer. Okay. And if I replace my hardware, I can log into my account and download them again. I don't have to worry about keeping track of discs. I don't have to worry about discs being scratched. I don't have to worry about cartridges breaking because somebody steps on but them. But now you have you to worry about your hard You can't lend them to your friends. Mm. You can't sell them to other people. It's hard to take them with you. <laughs> if, if I could just for a second play uh, Devil in the Pale Moonlight Advocate. Oh my um, God. Wouldn't the cartridge system basically mean that the 32 gig storage space being that small isn't really as relevant as it would be in the larger new systems? Because since you're storing the games in the system, that's where the save point. It's it's like it's a memory card from a PlayStation. That's true. However, I can clarify something on that that part real quick. Um, The system storage they're saying is going to be used purely for save files. All the game cards will be. Primarily, all the information and patches will get restored on the game card and a little bit on the flash storage on the 32 gig storage side. And then the micro SD is meant to be your expandable storage. And in a moment of, oh my god, Nintendo thought ahead, which is kind of surprising because it's rare, they already said, hey, micro SD is going to be expandable up to two terabytes, which aren't even available. So. Okay, yes, I understand those those counterpoints, and they are very good counterpoints. However, all the games that I'm going to be buying, can I also download them? Because I don't want to go out to a yes. store and have to interact with somebody again to buy my games. That's what Amazon is for. <laughs> but they did, they, they did say yes, every game will be downloadable. Very valid point. Okay. I, I will bring up the point that uh, my sister lives in New York, and she ordered something from Amazon, and it was delivered later that day. Mm-hmm. Major cities, you can yes. do same-day delivery. <laughs> yes. Here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. And here's the problem I have with Nintendo. Nintendo, yes, they make awesome little pieces of hardware. They do fancy things like the new Joy-Cons. They're going to be able to sense some movement in your hands, things like that. They're coming out with little gimmicky things. The Wii was cool. And yes, it was, it, even though it may have had the market share at the time, it worked on a gimmick of let's use motion now. And then PlayStation came out and refined it with the camera, and Xbox came out and refined it with the camera, and made it even a little bit, I think made it a little bit better. They took the idea, saw that people wanted it, and refined it and made it better. 
Nintendo seems to be the launching ground for, hey, we have this innovative idea, let's push it to market. Hey, look, everybody likes it. And then Sony and Microsoft are going to come behind and say, hey, we've made this even better. Well, that's a great thing then, because one of the things that I liked about the Switch and seeing it was the fact that now, at least from the, the promo video I watched, it looks like they're having multiple people on the same television. You can have multiple players on the same TV. You don't have to play online with people. If you have your friend come over, he doesn't have to bring his own Xbox and his own television. You can sit down on one console and have multiple people play at once, which is what I love and I wish they would get back to. So please let Xbox and PlayStation go, hey, let's make that better and do it. The problem, well, yes, okay. And and I hopefully they will do it because the, the game, the time of playing a shared co-op on the same screen or shared competitive on the same screen is awesome. But we're moving away from that. The whole world is moving away from that because everybody wants to see their whole screen, their whole field of view, and they want to be more competitive with their gaming. Wow. Nintendo doesn't <laughs> do that. Nintendo, I mean, even though you said Splatoon, as we were watching in the Switch video, is big in Japan... It's big in Japan. Where else is it big? League of Legends on the PC is huge everywhere. Overwatch on PC, Xbox, and PlayStation is big everywhere. Okay, well, one of the things I think is kind of important for them to continue to make systems, Nintendo is one of those people, as we mentioned, they like to come up with new ideas. They innovate, which is one area that Sony and Microsoft and PC have not been doing too much. They've actually really fallen off of that. The best that they said was, here was VR, and that was an idea an indie community came up with, and it was just bought. Nintendo was the creator of the analog stick. Nintendo was the creator of the Rumble Pack. Nintendo was the creator of a touchscreen gaming system prior to even an iPad or cell phone. Even the expansion. The, the N64. The RAM expansions. Mm -hmm. All these things, these were all Nintendo-created things that we think and is synonymous with gaming today. You, you brought up another good thing there. How friendly is Nintendo going to be to indie developers? Very. Apparently that is one of the things that they're really changing. Okay. That's okay. why they're building every all of their structures to focus off of Unity. So, yeah, and, and Unity is huge. Um, but okay, so coming, you know, kind of bringing this all together, we have really good points for the Switch. I still think... It, it's it's a boomer bust situation. Yeah. If Nintendo hits big with this, yes, they're going to be awesome and they're going to continue developing new hardware and new consoles for the future. If they fail at this, it's the beginning of the end for Nintendo. I don't think that's true either because the Wii U wasn't nearly as successful as they intended it to be as being a next gen to the Wii. And they're still coming out with another console after this. So I don't think a failure of the Nintendo Switch is the end of Nintendo. It just means they're going to come up with something different. And they're going to try something yeah, new. Their DS market is still huge. Here's the one. Here's one other thing. When and I know you're probably going to say no. When are they ever going to catch up to current gen consoles? I don't think they ever processing power and stuff. I don't think they want to. I don't think they have to. I don't think that it's the same space they want to they, compete with. You're now competing with three big markets, and mm -hmm. they know that they can't. I think they're trying to compete on a level that they can be something unique that nobody else can do. This was something that I said about the Switch when I first saw it. The Wii and the Wii U looked like they were geared toward families and kids, and um, just anybody could play it. The Switch seems like it's more geared toward a teenage crowd, where they're going to be able to take this console with them and, you know, give one controller to their friend and they can play head-to-head -head or, you know, co-op or whatever, and they don't need a lot of space to do it. 
you can play it on the bus on the way to school or on the bus on the way home from school. I, I can tell you as a teenager, I, I would have loved the idea of being able to have starting a game at home. My parents saying, all right, we got to go. And me being able to just pop it out and take it with me. Definitely. That's a huge advantage. Well, actually, here's a, here's a big question I have. Because uh, Kat hasn't chimed in on this. But I actually have, an, I, I have something actually to ask okay. you that I think. So if you were, say, if you could go back to being 18, yeah. 17 or 18. You're in college, you're back, uh, but like a game like Dragon Age, but the thing is like Dragon Age was out there. Yeah. And you had time in between waiting for classes or you weren't working on something like writing at the time, okay? Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to remove some of the other factors. See, but this is all negated because if there were, if I had to choose an electronic to have when I was a teenager, I would have chosen the Kindle. Like, hands down. I understand. That's what I would (laughs) But I'm saying is though, like, say for example, if you had the ability when you were younger to take Dragon Age with you anywhere you went? Wouldn't want to. Okay. Um, I like relaxing at home with that. That's not an on-the-go thing. Reading is so intrinsic and easy for me. It just It's so natural for me that I can do that anywhere at any time. Gaming, not, this, not so much. Okay. I would also point out the fact from everything I've listened to. Now, it shouldn't come as any big surprise to anyone listening that I've played, I play some video games, but I'm much more of a board gamer. But from what I know of the video game, I know it's crazy, right? (laughs) But from what I know of this and from the discussion we've been having, it sounds like Nintendo is not trying to compete with them. Nintendo is going for the more casual market. And when you look at the ad campaign they had too, it was a girl playing, playing on her TV and then her friends are like, come over and she brings it over to like a barbecue and they're just kind of hanging out and cooking burgers and maybe we'll play a little bit. It's not a heavy gamer system. They're going for that people that go, you know, I'll play games like maybe like five, six hours a, a month. Um, Paul, real quick for you, because that actually, this is the kind of same story that I was in question I'm asking Kat, was you <laughs> love Fallout and like Skyrim and all these games, correct? Yes. Like Bethesda yes, games. Yes, yes, yes. One of the games coming out in the first year is Skyrim, and it's going to be the special edition version of Skyrim. I can't imagine playing Skyrim on a uh, portable controller. That's a keyboard and mouse game to me. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm sorry. It just it's. I've always played it on console. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now yeah. I could do like Rocket I, League, and there are other games that I can play console, no problem. But for some I've reason, built my computer to play Fallout Four. I started playing with a keyboard and mouse, and I was like, I can't stand this. No, it's the best thing I grabbed, in the world for me. I grabbed a controller so that I could actually play. Huh. And Kenny. Kenny, you brought up a brilliant point, and it's probably my inherent bias. You said it's for the casual gamer. I don't believe the casual gamer exists. What? I'm a casual gamer. That would be me. Oh, I'm a casual gamer. I'm lucky if I can play once a week. This is the one thing that people might hate me on. I hate casual gamers. (laughs) Explain to me what... Congratulations, you just defended everybody at this table because I don't have time to play for more than four or five hours a week. No, if he's saying I don't believe the casual gamer exists, what would you call the person that... Isn't a hardcore gamer. ...that buys one game every six months and plays it... That buys like Rock Band and plays it only when they have friends come over? They're a gamer... But what kind? Are you saying they're a heavy gamer? And Bill. They are a heavy gamer in well, one What game. about casual readers? People that read once in a while? That's casual I readers. I know. I'm a casual like reader. Like you. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But there's nothing wrong with it. I know. I, I would rather everyone reads books, even if they just do it casually. I Because I want books to continue coming out, I want people to still enjoy and make them. And it's not going to happen if you confine it only to readers who read all the books all the time. I just... 
I think of the I'm thinking of the business aspect for Nintendo is if they're going to have a whole load of casual gamers jump onto their system, who's going to be spending the money? Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, jump in on that. So hey, who here at this table out of the seven of us to say I? If you've ever played a Mario game or would love to play another Mario game in the next five years. I would. Who here likes Zelda? Who would probably always buy a Zelda game? I. Yes. That's I, one of the main reasons I, I pre-ordered Switch was because of a new Zelda game. If you own a Nintendo system and you have no interest in any third-party games, are you still going to buy that just Mario game and that Mario Kart game and that Zelda game? Probably. Yeah. 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 yeah I don't know. Hey, King <laughs> You know what? Still, out of this table... Half of those people, if I own that yeah. system, and other people at this table are saying the same thing, yeah, they may be casual in the Nintendo audience, they may still buy games on other systems as well, but you know what though? No one of the other companies can give me a Mario, no one can give me a Mario Kart, a Smash Brothers, a Nintendo Fire Emblem, all these other things that Nintendo purely makes. And if you're now marrying your handheld division and your home console division and say, hey, by the way, that Pokemon RPG you always wanted to play on the big screen TV... Hey, it's now going to finally happen, and you're going to get your shot at doing that. Fire Emblem, it's done. All these other things. It's oh. market segmentation. <laughs> yeah. I had to jump in because people were waving their hands like mad. No, I had my hand up for like the last five minutes. <laughs> okay, so we'll get the Ben, and then we'll jump back okay. to you guys. I was just doing rock, paper, scissors to see who went first ben, when we came. Well, go. I mean, the only other thing I was going to bring up, I mean, first off, the idea of... I like the idea of, you know, you bring up the Mario, Mario Kart, whatever... I like the idea of if I want to come over here one night, I can just pop my switch out, bring it over, and be like, "Hey, let's play, let's play Mario Kart," and just connect via the web, via the internet, and be able to play. But the other thing I was going, the point I was going to make is that nobody's brought up yet is the price point of the system. That was actually a big attraction to me because when you look at the new next gen consoles for Xbox and PlayStation, PlayStation VR, you know, being six hundred dollars, and Xbox being five hundred when it first came out. Same thing with PlayStation 4.99. A 2.99 price point was very appealing to me. It's a low end for a next gen console. To me, that I can I can afford. And they are actually unlike what they've done in the past. They're actually giving you everything you really do need out of the box. Yes. So that was a huge oh. plus. Oh, I just wanted to you know I hope maybe Nintendo or some of the developers come across this, but I would really like to see them bring back the Power Glove. With today's technology. And I'm not even kidding. Like, at first I was going to say that as a joke. But then I started to think about, with the the technological advancements we've had, I can imagine they could do some absolutely stunning things. Just a quick jump in. They already did that. That was the Wii Remote. It was the same thing, same tech, and just built better. I want to wear it on my hand. It's not a power glove if it's not Uh, on my hand. I lost interest in the power glove when I saw Freddy Krueger use it. (laughs) You had your hand up. um, Yeah, well, I was going to say, I mean, like, say this generation has the nostalgia with Mario and everything, too. Nintendo's still peddling it to kids who are going to grow up with the same nostalgia for that. (laughs) I play uh, the Wind Waker and the kids watch me play it because they... Whenever kids still, come over here, yeah. they want to play Mario. Oh, they don't want to play like, almost every time some random new time. game. They want to play Mario. I, I've, like. seen, I've seen fish. I've seen your son and daughter come over and play Mario on the arcade machine here. I've seen our other friends have their kids go over yeah, and say, I, "I want to yeah, play this." I've like, seen them come over here dressed as Mario. <laughs> this is true. I was yep. over at Fish's house not long ago, and what was there? His kids sitting on the couch playing Yoshi made out of yarn. And Yoshi's <laughs> Woolly World. Yeah, yeah. I say Nintendo is going to have to do something big for me to make me want to switch. <laughs>
Oh, and, God about and, the there, and there you know that I finally made a pun. You've calmed the anger in me. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on after uh, that. Because I just felt like that was a wah, wah. <laughs> Are we going to start this game again? <laughs> I don't know about that one. That was pretty painful. That was a little rough. His was bad. I'm going for a bad one, too. Hey, you know what? You should feel ashamed. No. So, actually, like I said, we were actually going to talk about our biggest nerd shames tonight, um, which was one of the ideas is we were kicking around talking about um, just shows we've been watching. We're like, you know what? We've been doing that a lot in the last couple episodes. So, we were thinking this is a good time for us to go back because we had Bill's huge wall of movie shame well in the past. But maybe some of the things that that all all of us have that is kind of like our big nerd shame, like... Never playing a D and D game or like you know things like that. So I wasn't sure if anybody had any. I don't any... think anyone at this oh. table has. I've I have never. <laughs> I have nerd shame in like every category. Yeah, I have. I can say this. I have actually never played true D and D. I've played what? Pathfinder. I've never played me? a D and D game in my Rob, life. We need to bring back. You're I... making my house. I have old books. I'm gonna bring them out. We're gonna I... play a D and D game, and you're gonna have yeah. to contend with Thacko. No, oh, no, 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 no. I wouldn't yes. put anybody through that. <laughs> I would! Get out your charts! Find your Thacko! So I've played... <laughs> my first tabletop game ever was Star Wars. And then immediately after that, which actually Fish ran my very first tabletop game I ever played, and that was over... That was close to 20 years ago, if not 20 years ago by now. Um, and then after that, I immediately started playing in LARPs. So... Nobody was playing Pathfinder and D&D that much at the time. Everybody was playing something a little bit different. Or they're like, hey, we're playing a Deadlands game. So mm-hmm. by the time everybody got past it, it was like, hey, there's Pathfinder. Which was, hey, D&D made bad decisions with their I rules. I mean, I started with LARPing rather than... Right. But I did play D&D. But yeah, I mean, I never, I've never done that. I've done a Aww. thousand and one, but I've never played true D&D. Curiosity, though, as as I look at the path we're on of what's your nerd shame and go, hey, guys, look look at this side path. Let's go over here in the field. We can make our way back after this. But um, <laughs> I think everyone here has played role-playing games. What was the first tabletop role-playing game you ever played? For me, it was the GURPS system, and I loved GURPS. As GURPS I just said, amazing. it was West End Star Wars. AD&D? Yep. I think AD&D was probably mine, too. Yeah. Yeah. I was 11 years old. It was a advanced Dungeons & Dragons on a scout camping trip. Same here. D&D. Not on a scout camping Cat trip. Yours was AD&D? Uh, I don't know if mine was AD&D. Mine might have been later D&D. But I've yeah. never played a full campaign. That's oh, okay. I've, I've, I've played throw-together campaigns, some Star Wars That's stuff so... back in the, the late 90s. Uh, Dungeons & Dragons I only started playing very recently. Um, we're still midway through a campaign that started almost a year ago. So Yeah. And now that we've done that, I'm like, hey guys, this field is full of bees. Let's go so what's let's go back shame, on the topic. What's yours? What topic? I mean, uh, if you go what's to your books, books sure. I've never read Dune. We were talking about that. I earlier. haven't either. Shame. No, I'm with you, brother. Shame. Never read it. Uh, you go to cool. you go to board games. I have never played Settlers of Catan. Also, and yes, I, I have been in let's, it enough. Before we dive through a topic, let's actually go through like if we're hitting topics, let's carve through the topics. So Books. You said Dune, Dune was your big one. Harry Potter. I need to friggin' You're read Harry Potter. Killing wow. me. I, I, you know what? And I'm probably wrong, but I envision it as being like, like, not advanced. Right? I'm probably completely wrong, but I just, I don't know. It, it's, it's a young adult. It's a young adult. Okay. Book. It's definitely not going to be. If you're going into it expecting like George R. R. Martin, it's not going to be that. 
If you're going into it expecting a fun young adult story, then you will enjoy it. Okay. You know what, though? But I, I, I it's young adult in it's the way it's written. It's writing, yes. But I know, ma- I know many adults who are just as well into it and as oh, intrinsically yeah. into it as young adults are. Myself included. Have you read Dune? I have. Oh, not Dune. I thought you were talking about Fish. I have. I'll stick with the I have not read Dune. I have actually not so read a lot of books. Um, have you read Twilight? Because you're good if you've read Twilight. <laughs> no, I have not read Twilight either. <laughs> I'm leaving after that comment. Um, I, I'm a huge fan of Hitchhiker's Guide, but I haven't read them all. Really? Actually, oh, no, I, I haven't have read to. them all either. I, I haven't I've read only them read all. The first and I one. want to. I own them all. I own it I also in a collection, have not read them all. But I have now, not finished wait, them. Wait, wait, wait. Are you talking... Is that including the one that came out after he died no, where wait, they wait. gave his notes to No, someone? and I haven't, I haven't read okay, that Okay, I have that one, but I, know, I haven't I read it. Spoiler alert, Fesh. Mm. Harry Potter does get to be like a Game of Thrones, George R. R. Martin, when Snape finally kills Dumbledore. <laughs> you knew! Yeah. Yeah. Spoilers! Anyways, no, my nerd shame is Lord of the Rings. You what? never read Lord of the Rings. Never read Lord you of the Rings. You know what, though? Oh I do heart. kind of understand that because that is no, not Lord a. Rings is great. Whoa. Hobbit but it is, was I, painful for me. I've never, even re- like I've never even read The Hobbit. Dude, get on there. Mine actually Ender's I Game. I never learned to read. Ender's Game is so good. <laughs> I have never read Ender's Game. Yeah, Everybody's like that is such a quick, easy, fast it. read. I know. He's a you... really easy, fast read. <laughs> but yeah, no. Never... Everyone else at the table's like Ender's Game. What? No, because uh, it made me think <laughs> of the movie, which was yeah. they just butchered because they telegraphed that ending. And at first, it was oh, like that's such it was a like shame. do the I? The ending is one of the best parts about it. When I was watching the movie, I was like. Am I seeing this coming because I know it from the books? Or, and then I'm looking at it going, no, they're just telegraphing the ending hardcore. They're not even hiding it. I will say, uh, I have not read a lot of classic sci-fi. Ender's Game is one of the ones I have, but so like, good. what are some of the other ones? Because like, like Frank, every... Frank Herbert's Dune is is probably the biggest Dune, one. But then, one of the bigger there, ones. No, but there's like Stranger in a Strange Land and well, things like that are classic. The Foundation that... series is a classic uh, older sci-fi. You've got yeah. the Ringworld uh, series, which is fantastic. Uh, anything by Larry Niven in known before, universe yeah. is amazing. His very very early work. Not so much, because yeah. it was a lot of, like, early man just figured out space, kind of hokey 40s and 50s style stuff. Yeah. But once he breaks into known universe and all of the just amazing amount of arcs that, that pull together over his Ooh. lifetime of writing. I've never read Stephen King either. <gasps> Any Stephen really? King? Really? I've read uh-huh. zero Stephen wow. King. Interesting. Nothing. Yeah. Um, well, you mentioned board games. You said Settlers of Gatan. I can, I can also <laughs> state, never played Settlers. Um, I've played so many... New school board games that have kind of like really bucked the, the the trend of what everybody thinks of Monopoly and you know games like you know Mousetrap and, and I'm gonna jump in here and say I'll I'll make me I'll make it even worse on the nerd shame I don't have any ambition to play Settlers of Catan I, I know it's either. a classic well, no, it's okay. but <laughs> we have evolved so much beyond Settlers <laughs> it's like sitting there and going hey I never played Nintendo sixty four and I never want to. It's like, why do you want to? Well, we have like PlayStation Four and Xbox One. Like, why do you want to play Nintendo sixty four now? We Billy, you excited about a Nintendo it. system? You kept shaking your fist like, no, oh, no, no, oh. no, it's Settlers. Because even though you're saying that, oh, you have no drive because it's relatively simple compared to what the newer board games are coming out with. It's still a game of strategy and slight deception, and you know. 
relationships and building, you know, kind of... Hey, it's uh, a Euro game. I know it a, is a Euro game. Euro Euro games. Games. I love to play, though, already. It's, and I will admit, there are older Euro games that I still really, really like. I mean, um, I'm a huge fan of, like, Lancaster. Lancaster is a great game, and that's that's an older game. But it's just Settlers of Catan. There's just everything I've seen, I've seen it played, and it doesn't doesn't involve me. It doesn't make me want to get into it. To, to convert real quick that into an analogy, though, that'd be like saying um, all I've ever seen of Doctor Who or, you know, is everything past the reboot, therefore, why would I be interested in watching old Doctor Who? I mean, there's still... Why? Why would you? Yeah. Because I grew up on Baker, damn it! It's no, old no, and no, hokey. no, 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 no. It's, it's saying, not old and hokey. It was good. I it was good I and hokey. I can't watch it. His analogy I is can't flawed. Watch any so let's so. let's change it because you're acting as though one board game comes out a year. This is the equivalent of saying, "Hey, I've seen new Doctor Who, and now I have a choice of trying to watch one percent of the new Doctor Who episodes that come out because there's 500 of them okay, coming out a year, or I can go back and watch the old ones. Why do I want to watch the old ones? Okay. I want to play all these new ones coming out. It's an adequate point, but I still think there there's something to be said for for the the path. Uh, uh, trailblazing games. No, I don't. Would Catan be considered a trailblazing game or not? <laughs> it, it, was. it was. In that case, there's something to be said it for is. it. Again, it shows my my lack of knowledge of Settlers, but <laughs> there's nothing wrong with going back and visiting the past, I don't think. I played Settlers a shit I'm not ton saying in you college. Gotta, yeah, I'm not saying you gotta play it constantly. I'm just saying, you know, maybe a single playthrough. Well, I know, like, you know, like, Kat, I know you, I don't know, have you played Catan? No. Do you have any interest in playing Catan? No. Yeah, same. <laughs> Fish... Board game? Uh, board game, board game. Um, card game? Sure. Uh, I've recently picked up a Pokemon deck because my kids are getting into it, so that's that's my <laughs> that's favorite. Awesome. Oh, actually, uh, for me, I like uh, just, just two years ago, I never played a single game of Magic the Gathering. Oh, and then it, yeah, bring them along. When you guys <laughs> fixed that. <laughs> yep. Yes, we did. How about so, you, Ben? Uh, I've never played Trouble with the problematic level. Really? Are you serious? No, I'm completely making that up. Oh, okay. Well, no, that would actually have been interesting. Actually, you know what? I've never played Life. Oh god. No, you need to play my game of life. I want to play your version of life. My game of life was great. We made up alternate rules in high school, and I'm not going to get into all of them. All I'm going to say is that you can have same-sex marriage, you can become a gangster, (laughs) you can rob banks, you can have kids, you can sell them on the black market for organs, you can put them into (laughs) prostitution, but be aware that by the third payday after they start prostitution, they will contract a VD and die. But it's an amazing (laughs) game of life. Um, Jesus, I, I do have Jenny's one. I do have one weird shame that actually crosses a couple platforms. I have never read, seen, or played anything Dresden. That's um, that's oh, steep. Sad. Man. Yeah, that's dropping a lot of. I think Kenny's coming to give me a hug. Oh, no, he slapped me. No, he slapped me. Okay, that's an open-handed hug. Yeah. It was an open handed. Right, you know, yeah. I, I think we can build. How about you for gaming? I, I don't know. I don't know any board games that I'm ashamed to say I haven't played. Uh, a card game I can say I'm ashamed to have kind of played was Yu Gi Oh. That is so shame. I had Dark Dark Magician and Blue Eyes White Dragon. I never had all of Exodia though. That would have been amazing. Hey, look! I've got all the pieces of Exodia in my hand. I win. Uh. I'll I'll start off the next one, and it's really not a topic, but one of the actually it's very 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 recent nerd shame is the uh, twenty five minute rant I went on before this about hating on Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> because you know what my first my my first real gaming console was Nintendo N- Ninten- Nintendo <laughs> the first gaming console I ever bought with my own money a Nintendo sixty four. 
Oh, Goldeneye. Bill, what did you what did you break down in, in Bioware about a year and a half ago? A Wii U, because you're like, oh, I, I I really like what they're doing here. I did buy a Wii U. <laughs> I bought a Wii U just for Smash, basically. I, I will take the heat off you with that, and on the same topic, say my nerd shame for video games. I've never played Goldeneye. I never oh, I have it. one that'll make it. Go ahead. <laughs> I've never played Zelda. Any really? of them? Any it hurts this, so this much. podcast is canceled. <laughs> it hurts so Management, much. Management has it's my yeah. favorite thing. I have I my arcade machine that we have in our home together oh. is covered in this gorgeous <laughs> custom Zelda art I, I had know, done, baby. and it hurts me so and much. And Kat was like, "Who's that?" No, I know. I she know knows who they are. I played like maybe the briefest right. little second. Here, here's my nerd shame. I started um, playing Final Fantasy with the original Final Fantasy. I've never beaten any of them. I've never played any of them. I've never oh, beaten any. I've only played seven. That's I've, the only one I've ever played. I played that. seven and I started eight. And I played ten. I didn't finish ten. Yep. I've played a I bunch of the ones of before eight, but yeah, I never finished one either. I just, even with the, the, the walkthrough guides, I just did not Some have of the them skill. take forever, too. One of my biggest nerd shames as far as gaming, because I know everybody loves them, I fucking hate Fallout. <laughs> I've tried so hard. I do not like Fallout. Fallout 3 is like the shit. Right? It's so good. Now, I haven't played 4 yet, and that's my own damn fault. But... I played 3. I played 4. Really? Actually, I will take that back. I did like Fallout Shelter on mobile. Yeah. Yeah. But that I doesn't only, really count. I've only played 20 oh, minutes in New Vegas. That's it. Yeah. I have an unpopular one, too. I mean, I already crushed everyone with the Zelda thing, but regardless. Um... This one's more just an unpopular one. If it's one. Donkey Kong, I'm going to be upset. No, it's like Donkey Kong. <laughs> no, I um, I like Chrono Cross better than Chrono Trigger. I've never played either, and I have no I. idea what they oh, are. Me neither. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Is They're that amazing. the one with it's the what dinosaurs? Cats after. I know you need to. Are they the dinosaur hunter games? No. It's like Final Fantasy, but time travelly. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. Time travel. It's really Final good. <laughs> there was time travel in Final Fantasy, but it's no, a whole game centered mind. around time traveling. <laughs> Hmm. I don't know. It can go everywhere. And I will say this well, for, for movies. I don't know how many different topics we oh can do, but for God, movies, I have, uh, yeah, Bill's got a ton. I have uh, not watched any of the complete Hobbit movies. That's okay. That's, that's okay. That's that's okay. I haven't that's seen okay. one of them. I've like, fallen asleep. Yeah. I've seen yeah. pieces of a couple. Really I've fallen asleep on all of the Hobbit movies I've tried to watch. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I haven't seen any actual Friday the 13th movie all the way through. I don't like horror movies, so I haven't watched them. Oh, okay. That's fair. Um, I, I will admit this one, and then I'll leave. Oh. I've never seen Blade Runner. Ooh. Oh. That's oh. that's okay. That's oh. okay. Oh. That's, that's okay. Actually, that's actually a good thing. Get that around means. to it. Exactly. Get yeah. around to it. But I've also but been to told, be like, there's three different versions, and I've gotten different opinions as to which one to watch. So the actually, that's the one I hear the most. We, I think that's the one we watched. I actually hadn't seen Blade Runner until a couple years ago. I will say it holds up really well because it yeah. was fan fucking fantastic. So and Harrison Ford, yeah, exactly. He's amazing. And Edward James Olmos. So yeah, Wait, well, it's yeah. not the one with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, it is. No, there's one that's. What is the one that I was confused with? Blade Runner, Arnold running Schwarzenegger. Man? Yeah, running the Running Man. man. Yeah. Uh, I can say this too. I've never seen the Shawshank Redemption. What? what? Me neither. That is my all-time favorite movie. But you know what though? Because so many people have been pestering me to watch it, I have chosen now too to never watch the Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> But at least you've seen the usual suspect glares <laughs> at cat. 
Who Penny keeps I'm more promising. upset he's never seen Shawshank than she has on Usual Suspects. Someone keeps promising to bring it over for uh. ten years and never has. <laughs> Who here hasn't seen A Clockwork Orange? Me. Damn you, cat. I'm in Bill's camp. Hey, I was terrible. I, was, I liked A Clockwork Orange. I loved that damn movie. I did not. <laughs> I, I think that movie is slow and boring. I think Kubrick is overrated. I do too. That's fair. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all right. And I'm not ashamed of that. She's like, so that's, that's, I that, never. That, that is not that is not a shame point for me. I, okay, I will do it the other way and say I think Quentin Tarantino is highly overrated. Yes, I, I would agree. You no. son of a bitch. Yeah. No, I'm agreeing with him on that one. Uh, it depends on the movie. Inglorious Bastards is a piece fucking, of shit. No, you're oh, out of your awesome. mind. It's so you're good. out of your mind. It's so good. Django Unchained was really good. Django Unchained was horrible. Didn't see it. Didn't really? See it. I fell asleep <laughs> for at least a half hour in the theater. Are you shitting me? No. I think I'm going to cut so the last what? topic from the front <laughs> half of this. I fell asleep a half hour in the theaters and when I woke up, I didn't miss a goddamn thing. <laughs> a lot of context? No. You missed a lot of context. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Let's everybody take a deep breath. Everybody relax shame. for a second. Bill, why don't you read off your movie oh wall of shame? God. Okay. Movies. Truncated. Because. Truncated. Um, oh no, because there's a lot of. You're just going to hear a lot of. Oh. He would have to read this like the Micro Machine Man to get yes, through it. This will take like minutes. an hour. Apocalypse Now, Bill oh, and Ted, Brazil, Bubba Hotep, uh, Casablanca, Casino, Chinatown, Dancing with Wolves, Dark Crystal, uh, Demolition Man, Dracula. Um, Evil Dead 1 and 2. Oh. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Uh, Good Will Hunting was on the list. Uh, you you watch it? I did watch it. You're All right. Me. Uh, Goodfellas, Guys and Dolls, Howard the Duck, uh, Inception, Jaws, which I did finally watch Jaws. Yay, you fell did. asleep. It doesn't count. Uh, <laughs> Legend, Lethal Weapon. Even though I've oh, seen Legend Lethal Weapon 2, 3, and 4, I still haven't seen the first one. This one was great. Uh, Mad Max, most of the series. <laughs> I'm with you there. I haven't seen them. Never Ending Story. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Uh, Pete's Dragon. Pete's Dragon! Oh. Pink Panther. Planet of the Apes. Predator. Pretty Woman. Psycho. Rain Man. I haven't seen Would it be faster to tell us the movies you have seen? Yes. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. yeah. And again, the I list started. goes on. The Godfather. One and two and oh. even three. But actually, no, I'm you with three. you. Bill, I'm actually with you there. I'm pretty bad on the movie front too, and so I will attest. The like, last Starfighter, the Muppet movie, get yeah, the hell out! Oh, no, I've seen Can I switch movie. seats? Who, who framed Roger Rabbit <laughs> was also on the list you at seen one it. time. Great movie. I'm not sitting next to him. Shawshank Redemption's on the list. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I am ashamed wow, to have a movie be your friend. And that's oh. just the movie list. Wow. There's also a TV list as well. To be fair. In- if I well like before I started dating Rob, I mean I yeah I didn't really watch movies. Now if you haven't up. seen you the Shawshank Redemption, I recommend reading it. Yeah, Stephen King, reading it. Oh, oh man, I cannot before, Stephen King off my list before you uh, watch the movie. All right, well, the book was a lot. Better. Let's get to the final point: TV shame, and then we're gonna take our break. <laughs> TV shame. So What's I'm gonna it? say right off the bat: never finished Lost. Have zero interest in doing oh, it. Oh yeah, we never finished Lost. I oh, see. That, that's a shame though. No, I. <laughs> I actually no, enjoyed no. Lost. Like, I know you really I enjoyed Lost. We never finished BSG either, babe. Oh, yeah. We stopped on yeah. BSG. And I've and never seen a single episode of Star Trek Voyager point, or DS9. Voyager oh. I liked. I have a really unpopular opinion with that. I was not huge on Star Trek. Any of it? No, it was okay. I never started I didn't BSG. didn't really. 
I never watched any BSG. I didn't watch Arrow. Saw one episode. Didn't like it. I, <laughs> I never watched uh, any of the Star Trek runoffs. I don't know what you call them. The spinoffs? I don't know. Sequels. No, because I saw some of the original and I saw some of that, but I never saw like Deep Space Nine or anything. Voyager, Enterprise. Uh, Voyager, any of that. Um, DC Legends of Tomorrow, it's okay. It's not that great. Flash, think it sucks. Like, go for Supergirl, not good at all. But basically, all the superhero movies on TV, I don't watch them. You basically just insulted a whole other podcast rather than I do. (laughs) I'm not a fan of them. I don't like them. I haven't seen any of the DC TV shows. That's okay. Can I switch seats? The little bits I've seen of them weren't very good. Wait, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. wait. No, 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 no. No, you don't need to talk anymore. No, 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 because I got to amend it. I got to amend it. It's only DC because I watched Daredevil on Netflix and I like that. Daredevil was fine. Um, But you know what, though? This is also coming from somebody that continued to watch, what was it? uh, Supernatural is a great fucking show. Watch your mouth. No, I was gonna say you kept watching the what was it? Uh, Actually, the Lost fairy- Girl, great fucking show. I'm calling you out on that. You do watch a DC television show. Which one? Lucifer's DC, bitch. Yeah, is, is it really? Yeah. All right, then I will give it that because Lucifer, watch your mouth. Great fucking show. <laughs> uh, what is this stupid show with the fairy tales that sucks now? Once upon once upon a time. Once upon a time. I don't watch that anymore, but I watched the first couple seasons and it was good. <sighs> it was good. What what's fascist TV shame? I um. Everything. I never really watched any of the animated Batman series. Any of them. The animated? None of them. My yeah. Heart. I would we catch an episode here or there on like Cartoon I'll Network. I'll be Batman friends with half the people in this room. Oh, very sad. I know, no, I just, it, I never. Rob, you can move in with me. <laughs> <laughs> it felt, and, and I, you guys are probably going to hate me for saying this, it felt to me on the same level as the animated X-Man show, which I also really didn't enjoy that much. Well, that was just not great. Yeah. Well, I know that's what I, I just, I could never get into any of the animated Batman. I but I know it. there's a lot of people here that really liked it. I, I, could, I just if couldn't get into it. If you watch a couple like episodes, like watch, um, there are certain ones that... I could, I could point you in the direction others. of a couple Batman animated series episodes that you watch and you'd be able to look at now and be like, that's they're stunning. Yeah, they're really stunning. You go and watch I mean, an the, X-Men episode now, and you're like, this is crap. Well, yeah. I like yeah. the crossovers with Superman. Those were all really good. Mm-hmm. The X-Men things also came out when I was, I don't even know how young. I was a kid. Yeah. Still are they're a old. kid. I am a kid. Wait, what? Yeah. The X-Men yeah. things, they're, they're like, they are pretty what, 20 years old or something? Yeah, yeah more than. Cat, yeah. TV shame. I can't think of any. That's what I'm saying. I like I'm sure there's something, but... Yeah. You already yeah. mentioned. Did not you watch Thundercats? I mean, yeah. Yeah. what's that? Did you watch Thundercats? Yeah, I did. Okay, good. Oh, see, I've always been more of a TV person than a Let's movie. See. So, Kat, what are your thoughts on all the DC things? Love them. <sighs> Awful. I don't know. Um, TV <laughs> shame. It would have to be things that I watched that I probably shouldn't have. Twilight Joy. That's okay. You can do it that <laughs> way too. Stop with the Twilight. Let's see. I love My Little Pony because <laughs> no, it's actually pretty good. It's a great really show. No. It's. Yeah. Um, it's actually one. It's kind yeah. of like it's the same humor that was like Grim Grim Adventures of Billy Mandy. Yes, no. yeah. yes, it was. No, I just meant no to Grim Adventures of Billy. That Mandy. was amazing. That was an awesome show. It's um, got the same kind of humor that you find in Invader Zim as well. Uh, Zim was good. Force, I loved. Yeah, um, yes. I'm ashamed because you know I was well into my late 20s, early 30s when I was enjoying them. But don't be ashamed. There's nothing wrong. I don't know. What else do I really enjoy? Um, I'll pass for now. I'll, I'll come back to me. Ben, um, I don't know if this is. A, I don't know if this would be a big shame to you guys or not. I have only seen. I can count on one hand the number of episodes of X Files I have seen. 
Actually, I'm with you there. I have actually, you know what? I'm with you too. Uh, I only ever watched maybe a total of a total of a season. And I know worth. that's supposed. I, to be I, I haven't even watched that. that. I've watched. And maybe. it's really painful to go back to now. Too. Yeah, depends on which episodes you're talking about. Because the first ones where they were single episodes were fantastic, but when they got into the overarching storyline with right like around the, third, fourth yeah, season, it, was, it got bad. I, you, the smoking funny. man who cares yeah it's funny because i i tried recently to get back into watching it on on uh and yeah it's it's just can't. damn near impossible to to be able to we yeah. tried it was painful yeah where do you want to start with me <laughs> again <laughs> dc shows, actually marvel shows does, animated shows let's say actually just tell us the one that you're most ashamed for not have watched the most ashamed for not have watching mm-hmm. not have watched Probably Battlestar Galactica. Okay. That's fair. It's really I'm with you good. on that one, though. It's I've, super, I've never seen it super either. good. I okay. mean, it's just phenomenal. I've never seen it either. I like right. the board game. <laughs> Does that count? All right. Well, we're about 15 minutes running behind, so we're going to take a quick break. We're going to trim the front half a bit, and then we'll be back in just a few where we actually, oddly enough, recommend stuff to each other and to you, hopefully, as well. So, All right. We'll be back in just a few. things that we wanted to get into as well tonight because we just came off of this whole big nerd shame uh we thought we'd do a little recommendations just for everyone as far as the listeners and everybody else here at the table so as we kind of looked at it as you know maybe there's a show like bsg that you know you feel it's too far gone for you to now go back and watch battlestar galactica for the first time uh or you're worried that it's not going to hold up and you're thinking hey what is like that show that i would really dig now which is one of the things I think at least two other people at this table will agree with me on. If you really like Battlestar Galactica, you will really like the 100. Um, a lot of t- close ties to it where you're dealing with societal breakdowns and what to, how they're dealing with a thousand and one things. But it's the idea of trying to find a new home. It, it, all those main points of BSG kind of echo into 100. To piggyback off that with the uh, BSG being like um, the 100, one of the things that it captures that I really like about both series is the philosophical element, which is commonly, I mean, that's a huge thing with sci-fi and like the really good sci-fi is hitting a lot of the philosophical notes. It's what a lot of the traditional sci-fi, like the, I guess the most famous like sci-fi books did. And it's also what some of the best sci-fi series do too. So um, that one, I mean, like, BSG did really, really delved into that, and I like that the 100 does it in a similar fashion. No, Fesh, you just started watching 100 not that long ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did you watch BSG? Uh, I can't remember, honestly. Um, which one was BSG? Battlestar Galactica, well, yeah. so World... Cylons. Cylons? No, I did not. No, okay, no, but like the 100, does that scratch like that crazy, like... Oh, I love the 100. Is just <laughs> mad dystopian insanity and just trying to survive for a new home. 
Uh, yeah, but I, I don't know if I would call it dystopian. I mean, I guess it, it technically is because too. it's it's post-apocalyptic it fall, but it's far enough past the apocalyptic fall that we're now more into... Re- a rebuild? Yeah, rebuild kind of a thing, but... Uh, and there's hmm. that heavy sci-fi, like there's that heavy um, tech angle to it as well. There is, there is. So is who here has a recommendation of something that most people probably would love, but haven't heard of something that was follows it up really nicely? I have a couple of crossover things and kind of hear me out on this. Mm-hmm. If, you know, because everybody, most everybody's seen or heard of Firefly, mm-hmm. I think if you really like Firefly and you'd like to make the journey over into anime, you'd really like Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. Yes, yeah. actually, I would yeah. agree with yeah. you on that. Uh, I can and, see that. And then here's an even kind of a, a bigger stretch because Firefly and Cowboy Bebop are both space, sci fi, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about making the jump from fantasy to sci-fi? If you like Game of Thrones mm-hmm. and you like the the families backstabbing each other, political intrigue, things like that, I think, and Fesh, you'll love this, <laughs> you'd really like Dune. I know where this is going. Because... Yeah. Yeah, although Dune is much more sophisticated. This is true. Like, I mean, even in my opinion, in the writing... And and George R. R. Martin is not unsophisticated writing. It's I just I haven't read Herbert the books, so I can't. Out of the water. I can't compare the books, but from what I know of the story and the plot from yeah. the TV show, I think it you know compares to Dune. If you want to translate it into a sci-fi kind of setting, to an extent, yeah, I'd agree. Actually, um, with uh, Game of Thrones too, if you want another fantasy comp, and this correlates in multiple ways, but Wheel of Time. I mean, you're juggling massive amount of characters. Um, tons of different storylines it's tons of political intrigue and you have two really old authors one of which who died the other one probably will die and, and had someone finish the series for him yes. so i mean i don't want to hear that i want to i want him to finish that game but that's what happened with robert jordan in wheel well, of time he in died jordan's, brandon sanderson jumped in in jordan's defense he really didn't die that old he had he had an amblyoid disorder so yeah um, actually, I got a really good one. It's not like, and as far as recommendation for people that grew up with Harry Potter mm-hmm. that are now adults, a really good. There's two really good steps that you can make. One of them is the Magicians, yeah, because that is a great next step. If you if you grew up and you're kind of like, well, or like 14 or 15 when Potter finished, you should be at a perfect age now for Magicians and be able to really enjoy that very in depth. Where it feels like it's that same world. Same with Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe over to the Magicians. Chronicles of Narnia. Chronicles of Narnia. I think that is that is a really great tie. If you really love that and grew up with those things, that is a really easy jumping on. It's only one season deep. Just started the second season. It's a really good time to pick it up. The whole fillery aspect of the Magicians, too, is pretty much Chronicles of Narnia. It's because Narnia's kids go into the wardrobe, go to Narnia. And the fillery books is kids go into a closet, I think. And go to a different land that is magical and enchanted, like Narnia. Yes. And you'll, hey, look, that world has completely fallen apart. Why? And it's the mystery angle of it's it, really and it makes good. it kind of unique and interesting. And then you get some kind of heavy sci-fi stuff mixed in with that fantasy a little bit about, like, time loops and other weird things in they that show. They don't really do sci-fi, though. There's Not sci-fi. Fact. It's more traditional it's, fantasy. It's very fantasy. Yeah. Because fantasy delves into, like, time, time travel, travel and things like That's that, true. too. But sci-fi is more tech-based. Yeah. Now, I would jump in and go old school to new school, because we were talking about Doctor Who and how it's difficult to go back and watch some of the old episodes sometimes because of the uh, the way the special effects were done and the, the quality of the programming. It's just not what we're used to. 
But one of the classic great shows was Quantum Leap. But a lot of people nowadays, if you haven't watched Quantum Leap, might not want to go back and watch it. So is there anything similar to it? There's a Netflix series that I've started on a couple episodes in called Travelers, which is a very similar idea. They're people from a dystopian future, and they're coming back. Uh, they have they a have sense of when people are going to die. They've got records. And they'll come back about 15 seconds before that person dies. And they'll take over their consciousness. So the person should be dead anyway. Mm -hmm. And they'll just take over their body and continue living their life. And they have missions to go back to try and change the Time future. stories? Yeah, Sorry. basically time stories. <laughs> the board game. Great game if you haven't played it. It's a choose-your-own-adventure board game. But, um, yeah, travelers, they come back and they take over people's bodies. And now they're living that life but trying to go on secret missions to save the future. So there's a high school kid. He's a genius in the future but he has to come back and he has to live the high school life with the drama of like a teenage girlfriend another guy got put into someone's body who according to the autopsy died from his first use of heroin but in reality he was a junkie so although he didn't die in this heroin he took over the body before the needle got injected now he's addicted to heroin and he has to contend with that while That's doing really it it's, a, it's an interesting show the one yeah. girl looked at a uh a Facebook profile of the person she was going to take over, uh -huh. and it said she was a librarian and all this. And it turned out she was a retarded girl that uh, just made that profile as a social uh, activity. Yeah. And now she's like, okay, well, everyone's seen me acting normal because I didn't know I had to act special. Yeah. And uh, oh, now crazy. she's trying to contend with explaining to people how she can read and how she can talk normally and how she can interact and... It's a very interesting type really show. Good. That's very unique. Is there a Ziggy? Uh, there no, is kind about. of a Ziggy. He's <laughs> called the director. Okay. <laughs> but he shows up, he takes over children's brains because they're the only one malleable enough to receive things, receive messages. So Ziggy will sort of show up in people in kids' brains. Well, that They'll sounds come more up. like Al than Ziggy. All right, well, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they'll come up, the, the kid will come, and he'll tell you the mission or talk to you from the home base, and then it'll disappear, and the kid's like, where am I? But there's no really weird cubicle. No, there, there's device. no hologram. <laughs> oh, or, man. All right. The well, director's name isn't Bob, is it? No, but it could be. Yeah, and if people have any... time stories reference. But. There's the thing. If you like if you like things where people take over bodies, if you've seen the show The Travelers and you like it, or if you watched Quantum Leap and you like it, transcend to board games and go to time stories. Because that's really what it is. It's living out that show. It's a choose-your-own-adventure book in the form of a board game. And a mystery at the same time. So it's a lot of fun. How are you going to leave sliders off that list? I love They didn't take right? over people's bodies. <laughs> they yeah. didn't, but I mean, you're, you're talking of Oh, that's a good point. because uh, They just traveled to different... They traveled yeah. to parallel universes. Yeah. This is the Close same enough. universe. So that's enough. Sliders yeah. is kind of their answer to the old Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah. Before new Doctor Who came back into play. Interesting. So, so if you liked Sliders, you would like current Doctor Who, maybe. Oh, there no. you go. No, you no. Not. <laughs> <laughs> Let me let me ask people this because I we said earlier Lucifer fantastic show I love Lucifer what would you recommend for me knowing that I like Lucifer does anyone have any recommendations The Flash don't be mean <laughs> um any good recommendations Lucifer kind of like I said it's you're you're looking at that whole like crime scene drama show I mean but you're now looking at hey 
This person is the, the devil. Villain, yeah. Well, it's it's the what I like about no, it. I guess Supernatural meets um, Crime Procedural. CSI. It's yeah. yeah Supernatural CSI. meets CSI. And it's That's essentially it's, what Lucifer is. Lucifer is currently running, and it, there's nothing quite like it. I have heard a lot yeah. of people say the upcoming season of Sleepy Hollow yeah. uh, is rebooting itself in a kind of a big different way. And I heard it's going to have more of a feel to things like Lucifer. So okay. maybe go look at the current season of Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. Um. I would say if you like Hercules or Xena back in the day, uh, Legend of the Seeker is a good show to watch. Yeah, uh, and it's made by the same people. I mean, it's if you read the Sword of Truth series by Terry Goodkind, it is mm. nothing like that. <laughs> it's incredibly different, but if you go into it expecting like a Hercules or Xena kind of fantasy romp, it's really fun. Yeah. Anybody have any big recommendations that I would like to connect I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Um, I, I will say, if you really liked Star Wars and New Hope, you will really like Force Awakens. Because <laughs> it is a very similar film. Uh, but no, uh, I would actually say, even on the, in the old video game front... Uh, is that a crack at me? No. No, no, no. No, I know, a lot of people, I know a lot of people... And I didn't like Rogue One. That's no, okay. it was a crack at me because uh, I was, I'm always recommending Star Wars stuff. No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but I will say... Because uh, Rebels, Rebels would be a good Firefly. Yeah, actually, Rebels is actually a really good. If you like Firefly and you're fine with more of a, a, a YA version of Firefly, Rebels is a really great, great mix in that. Um, I will say uh, one of the other things as far as video games uh, we actually haven't touched upon, but if you really love um, things like the old LucasArts or Sierra King's Quest style games, uh, Telltale, if you haven't played a video game in quite some time, the Telltale gaming series that has been around since The Walking Dead a couple years back They've done an exceptional job with a ton of their properties where they give you that old feel where it's not like you're scratching your brain nonstop. It's like, why should I put a chicken, a manhole cover, and this together? And it's like, okay, I have an option of this, this, and this, and this makes sense. But it still is that same puzzle-solving mechanic, but it's actually more story-driven than it is puzzle-solving. So, I would jump in and say, if you like fun, you would probably also like Time's Up. The card game. Because <laughs> that's basically how I've described it to people. They're like, what is it? And I go, it's basically like fun packaged in a cardboard box with Aww. cards. That's with adorable. cards, not with without cards. cards. You played Time's Up with me. You Did know. I? Yeah, we played what it in uh, in your basement one night. We had a whole bunch of people over there. And I believe it was you and me that did the statue round for everyone. I have played Time's yes, Up. Yes, yes, we did. Yeah. Okay. So, I have a couple recommendations, but since most people have read Dresden, well, if someone is looking for it, something that is like Dresden, what would you recommend? Boy, that's a tall order. I for- have two. One of them is Iron Druid Chronicles. And I, I was really not good. Kevin Hearn? Huge on- yeah, Kevin Hearn. I mean, again, like it, they were good. They weren't Dresden for me, but they were well done urban fantasy. Um, it has a snarky male hero. Uh, I know TJ really likes them, but like... Um, I, th- I just, my, my big problem was character inconsistency, but then uh, I would also recommend the Kate Daniel series, because that's a snarky female lead in an urban fantasy setting, but the um, banter is on fucking point. It's a very Jim, really... Jim Butcher banter. Yes. And the first book really in that series is called Magic Bites, I believe. Yes, Magic Bites. Mm-hmm. Should I do the obvious one? If you liked Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, you may want to check out Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. Mm-hmm. 
That's very true. I plan to. So that's already. What, what would be a comp for that? That's not there by um, no, Douglas there, Adams. There really isn't one. <laughs> there really isn't. It's... There, Dirk Gently is the. I wish there were people that wrote that guide. way. No, no. The whole approach just is just off the wall. <laughs> oh, um, actually, you know, if you really like those things, like um, Hitchhiker's Guide, check out Discworld. Yeah. Yes. That's the fantasy yeah. equivalent. That's um, actually what I would recommend. It's is Pratchett, the right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Terry Pratchett. Uh, you can probably skip over the like the last two books. Just they his writing style really changed because of mm-hmm. how he was suffering. Yeah. And it just doesn't have the same consistency as the earlier books. Um, but they're all When I was younger, really I read good. Discworld around the same time I read Hitchhiker's Guide, though, and it was on point with me for... Now, nerd shame for me once again... I have not read any of the Discworld series, oh, and I've good. heard they're fantastic. They're really but one of the things I loved about the Hitchhiker's Guide was the writing style. And my mm-hmm. favorite line from it was about the spaceships, where he simply said, the spaceships hung in the air exactly in the same the way, way a brick could not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, does Discworld have that kind yes. of descriptive yes. writing style? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's really... Yeah, Terry Pratchett was just a phenomenal this is, writer. This is kind of off topic, and I, I, it's just a quick question. Does anybody yeah. remember the old uh, text Hitchhiker's Guide game? Yes. PC game? Yes. I Gen- have it. I you never have it? I have it I in never, a way to play it on modern day PCs. I never oh, managed, I gotta talk to you later. I never managed to make it out of the house. No? Really? I did. <laughs> um, <coughs> you open the door and walk outside. <laughs> Actually, another one I have too, Board Game Realm, uh, I thought that it's a really nice touch, is especially if you like party games, mm-hmm. and this is a direct tie, if you really like Pictionary, check out Telestrations. <laughs> yes, you can have, yes, it is That is the games. best correlation between an old school, hey, what am I drawing, and you turn that on its head completely. And if you're an adult, Telestrations After Dark. <laughs> yes. And if you like Monopoly, you should check out Suicide. <laughs> Um, oh. Actually, uh, Magic the Gathering. Um, yeah. A good jumping off to that would be there's yeah. a game called Smash Up, yeah. uh, where you take oh. two factions and you smash That's them together to make like a horde of zombie ninjas or yeah. alien dinosaurs. And the base mechanic is you play a creature and a spell using magic terms instead of, uh, but each turn you're allowed to play one of each. You don't have to, but you don't have to worry about land management, so it's very magic light. And uh, you're not fighting the other players directly, you're trying to destroy bases, smash bases, hence smash up, um, to score points, and the first person to 15 points wins. Um, it, I've played it for two players, anywhere up to, I think, eight players. Um, but you need expansions to do that, of course. It sounds like fun, yeah. actually. It is. Really you fun. said you said like zombie ninjas. I was in. Yeah, right. <laughs> there is there is a granny I'm... faction, so you can have like no, that's coming out. Oh, it's coming, coming out soon. soon then yeah. you can have like granny dinosaurs. Yeah. Oh my god, that's awesome! <laughs> dinosaurs with canes and wigs. Um, if you like The Rock and Vin Diesel. You would probably like Furious Seven, <laughs> <laughs> and if you enjoy that, it's if, so hard. And if if you enjoy poor uh, poor taste, you will also like the Fast and Furious <laughs> franchise. That really wasn't my right. and the Flash. And hey, <laughs> if you um, enjoyed Fast and Furious Seven, you might also like a dumpster fire. In my opinion. <laughs> so, no, no, no. I will give you. I will give you the accurate cor- correlation to it, honestly, because I brought this up and people said, "Well, I don't like that film either." If you like. Fast and Furious 7. If you enjoyed that, you will also like James Bond movies. 
Fast and Furious 7 is the actions. It's take the action sequence of a James Bond movie and extend it out for the entire film. And you would that's get the, what and you would get the Kingsman. Is. Yep. Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah. No, the Kingsman yeah. also. No, that's uh, your your thought process is hey, if you like Triple X, you'll like the Fast and Furious. <laughs> if you like James Bond, you would like the Kingsman. The Kingsman. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That's more, no, I think, I was, I was the correlation. If you, like, if you like the James Bond action sequences, <laughs> then you would like. Furious 7, because it is one long James Bond That's the problem, because if James Bond movies were just one long James Bond I would fucking buy a ticket. I would hate them. I would buy a ticket. That would be amazing. I have been actually trying to think of one, and the only one I can think of is if you liked Shaun of the Dead and Scott Pilgrim versus the world, you would like The World's End. Because Agreed. it's the same kind of comedy as Shaun of the Dead, yeah. but it's got the higher action sort yeah. of that, that Scott Pilgrim. I'd agree does. with that. Um, another one, and this too. is back to Lord of the Rings, but if you wanted to branch out from that, when I was little, my brother only read Lord of the Rings for a very long time, just over and over and over again. And so the way to, I broke that out by having him read a sort of Shannara by Terry Brooks. Terry Brooks, I mean, it's an easy jumping point. Um, actually, one of the last ones I really have to um, was actually crap. I just fucking lost it. Oh, yeah. Damn oh, no. it! Um, actually, you know what? I have a good question for you guys though. If you really liked Buffy the Vampire Slayer, yeah, what would be the best correlation to something like that today? Oh shit! Like really... Buffy or Angel, something in that that realm. This uh, is where Crazy you're Head on Netflix. Crazy Head on Netflix. And... I heard that is actually. Oh, actually, I remember the one I was gonna say. If you like This Is Spinal Tap, you will absolutely adore What We Do In Shadows. Yes, <laughs> yes. What We Do In Shadows is a fantastic I need movie. to see that. It is one of the best mockumentaries <laughs> done in that same style, that so absurdist humor that works so perfectly. And I'll even take that to another step. If you like What We Do In Shadows, you will also like Flight of the Concords. Okay. Because Flight of the Concords, is, it's, it's the same, um, I can't remember the actor's name, it's the same actor that played the villain in Men in Black 3. He is one of the two guys from Flight of the Concords. I love and their music. And their their music is fantastic. I have, did they have a movie? No. They no, have, okay, good. But they they, they have, have a show on show. HBO. Really? Called Flight of the Concords. Well, yeah. I was not aware. Need yeah. to and it's a lot of sketches. Very oh. similar in tone to what we do in Shadows. Oh, okay. Yeah. So anybody so have anything for Buffy? No. Crazy Head. Cra- oh, yeah. so, so, so it's yeah. Crazy Heads. Okay. Uh, I never yeah, yeah. watched Buffy. Um, all right. It's, it's a story about... Um, British woman who suddenly is able to see, have premonitions about demon activity. And her, she meets this other girl who has been going around trying to slay demons. Okay. But like, it's got like the banter and that, um, in a British sort of way. Yes. <laughs> okay. So it's like British Buffy. British Buffy. It's, it's, it's well done. I okay. will say that. I, I did thoroughly enjoy it. Anybody else have any Actually, last big ones? if you like ones? the banter of Buffy, then you should watch Lost Girl. Yeah, that, that is Lost, Lost Girl. Lost Girl has the banter of Buffy. Yeah. Sad that um, that I have a couple more, too. <laughs> I made why, don't you, why don't you get off your uh, your last few, and then we'll, we'll, we'll dive into our next topic. If you like the Myth series by Robert Asprin, I would recommend Enchanted Forest Chronicles by Patricia Reed, because it's still, it's kind of um, plays on a lot of the fantasy tropes in a wry way. Um... And if you liked BBC Robin Hood, I know not that many people watch it, but Three Musketeers, the TV show, was also, or no, it was just The Musketeers. The Musketeers. Uh, the Musketeers was 
fantastic. It was the same swashbuckling sort of exploits as in Robin Hood too. Um, I think the other one I had was oh yeah, if you liked um, Dragonlance, Drizzt series would be a good jumping off point too. Cool. Um, Kenny, do you have any last board game ones you could think of right oh, off the bat? If you give me any board game, I will tell <laughs> you what you could do that is a thousand times Bill? better than it if you're going old school. I, I was trying to relate video games, and I've got nothing. Because like, you could I, I have a video game one. Uh, if you're a fan of the role playing action from like Final Fantasy, another game that you might like from the original PlayStation would be Legend of Dragoon. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I have a video game. I actually liked it better than that. <laughs> if you liked Chrono Trigger, you'd probably like Secret of Mana. Yeah. Very true. That's good stuff. It's all. I will about. give you one more. I hate saying this because the first game is the ones where people will be like, "Well, I don't like that game." But the end result, the other game you'd be transferring to, is amazing. But if you like Password, you would love Code Names. And in fact, if you don't like Password, what is Password? You will still <laughs> love Code Names. Password is where I'm trying to get you to say a word, and I'm giving you clues to say that word. Code Names is you have a list it's of better. twenty different words in front of you, and there are certain ones that you can say, certain ones you want your team to get. There are other words that the other team needs to get, and there's one word that will lose you the game instantly if you say it. So it's all about looking at the words, trying to figure out how they're connected, and how you can give your team a one-word oh, clue. Yeah, yes. we've played this many times. And it's a good yeah. time. It's a, it's it is like a really good time. It was a party game of the of year last year. It was fantastic. Cool. Yeah. So if you haven't tried it, definitely check out Codenames. It's like $12. Totally worth it. Because we were talking about, like, we even brought up a couple things like Firefly and all. Uh, obviously, that means there's a few things out there that never got to really finish in a proper way. Uh, and some things that never just even came out um, that kind of drive some of us a little nuts. Um, so I was wondering if there's any projects out there for people that ever got canceled. Um, and not just like, and but like they left major hanging parts out there that you were like, uh, you never got what you needed from that show. Um, so, or things that were announced that just never even came out that kind of drive you nuts still to this day. I have two. I have one that never came out that I wish did. And I have one that got canceled well before I ever got any kind of resolution for it. One is a game I wanted to see after I saw the test footage of it. I wanted to see Silent Hills, which was the latest Silent Hill game. Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of the Silent Hill games. And Silent Hills never released, and I don't think it ever will. It will never, yeah. unfortunately. Which kind of sucks. Like, if you are one of the lucky few that have a PlayStation 4 and downloaded PT before it was delisted... Yep. Never, ever, ever delete that. There are versions of that system that sell on eBay with people's usernames attached to it that sell for ungodly amounts of money because PT is attached to that hard drive. Oh. So. What is PT? Play, it stands for Playable Teaser. It was a playable teaser for a Silent Hill game, and you didn't know it was Silent Hill until you beat it. And it actually is quite intense. How long is that teaser? It's ridiculous and never play it. It's so scary. Oh, my God. That's why I want to play it. <laughs> Um, well, I why, love games wait, like wait, that. Why, why did, does anyone know why they didn't do it? Because Konami hates money, apparently. Um, <laughs> That's a good reason. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that sounds like Konami. Yeah. Uh, but the one that got ended that I wanted to see uh, only went one season. It was a Fox TV show called Terra Nova. Aww. Yes. I and I, and it, it ended at the end of the first season with a huge cliffhanger. You never got any kind of resolve. Aww. It's Fox. What do you expect? I know. It goes along the lines of Firefly. Yeah. Cat, except, I know. Except Terranova got a full season. You got a sci-fi show. Got a movie to close things out. It did. Terranova yeah. crap. 
Kat, I know you've got a sci-fi show that you're really sad that didn't finish Revolution, off. right? Yeah. Revolution. And it got bored of that in the second oh, season. Oh, it was awesome. Oh, it got really good It got insanely it. good No, I watched it until yeah. it got canceled, and I was still bored of it oh, in the second Oh, I loved it. I really, really liked the concept mm. of it, and I liked where it was going, because it was doing the same thing that 100 did, where it started kind of, like, dystopian-y, and then went into very sci-fi, like, territory with nanites and shit. I think one of my problems with this topic is the way I view life. No, there's nothing wrong with the topic. I'm just saying for me, for me, is the way I view life is something ends and I don't have closure. And I'm like, no, I need to know what happens. Oh, there's a new show. And the old one's gone. Just totally forgotten about. So, Ken, what do you need closure on? I don't know. I knocked it out of my mind. If I didn't get closure on it, it's done. Fesh, how about you? Is there anything big for you that never just came to pass? Or a book or a series or anything like that that never finished. You look quite sad. It all comes back to Dune. <laughs> yeah. Get Doesn't over it. it. No, I'm never going to get no, over it. I'm too, so I'm too far, far away to high five. High five over the I table. Will bring, the table. I will bring up to you, there is a Dune board game that I have not played, but I've heard is fantastic. Really? All right. Well, you piqued my interest. I mean, it's technically been finished. It was finished by his son, who um, didn't have a... Uh, uh, an ounce of the talent his father had in, in actual writing. Uh, his prequels were okay because you could read them kind of standalone, but he attempted to finish uh, the series by mixing stuff from his prequels into supposed notes he found from his father, and it was an absolute train wreck. I got three chapters in, and I haven't picked it up since. Yeah. Bill. So, video games, because everything does, does come back to video games with me, and it's a sad, it's a, a thorn in my heart with Blizzard. Is they never released and they never got on with the Ghost first-person shooter game. StarCraft Ghost. That is, that is a, I know for a lot of, I have a magnet for StarCraft Ghost on my fridge. Yeah. And, and they tried to, they tried to smooth it over with the fans by saying, oh look, StarCraft 2, here's the Nova missions. And no, it's not the same. Like, it's, you know, we wanted that first-person shooter and even though they gave us a first-person shooter with Overwatch... We want a single-player campaign. We want a story that we can get behind, that we can play through. Um, I know Fish has got a Star Wars-related one, and I have one to follow that up, so go ahead. What, 1313? Yeah. Man, uh, Boba Fett in a video game. The It, it, it was, I, it was I Uncharted loved, Star I, Wars. I loved Bounty Hunter on the PlayStation 2, and that was Jango Fett, and it was his whole trial to become the... The, uh, the the thing that built the clone army. and Kind of like was, the template for the clone yes, army. Yes, thank yeah. you. The template. That's the word I was looking for. The template for the clone army. And it played amazingly. And it really clued you in on why losing the jetpack in episode 2 just destroyed him. Because um, that game, if you did not use the jetpack, you could not complete it. Um, but, yeah... Uh, but 1313 would have been amazing um, just from the depth of even just the trailers that they have of it. Yeah. Uh, Maya actually was also a Star Wars project too, oddly enough, uh, video game wise. And uh, there was some footage that got leaked and concept art that I'm like, this is so unique and interesting. And it was actually Star Wars Battlefront 3, uh, the original concept for it, because they were going to look at alternate timelines of Star Wars. And one of the villains you were going to fight in that is what if... Obi-Wan Kenobi fell to the dark side. And they had things like that. Then they had a version of Luke 
that fell and all these other things. So you were playing these alternate histories of Star Wars. It's such a great concept because it's still that kind of Battlefield-esque where like, hey, you're going through, but they had this really robust campaign behind it. And where the last Battlefront was, not like the one that we just got a couple of years ago, but Battlefront 2, like, they started doing really unique things. Like, hey, land to ground, like, well, like, well, like, you know, land to, like, air combats, where, like, you jumped into a hangar, got into a ship, actually flew into space and got into aerial dogfights. That didn't even happen in the one that they made for PS4 and Xbox One. Like, they did so many amazing things with that, and I was really curious to see where they would have taken that. And then with this really robust campaign that looked at an alternate side of Star Wars. I have a question for people because I can't remember what it was. And it's probably because I'm not the huge video gamer. So I might be looking at Bill on this. But I remember there was a whole lot of hoopla about a game that was or a, a movie that was going to come out based on a game. And then it didn't happen. And they said, oh, we took the footage and we made... Um, pacific rim out of it instead what was the game that there was all this hoopla and people were still like this is gonna be the best movie ever oh they were well there was some test footage done for a bioshock film and i think they took some of those concept ideas and put it into pacific rim but that was about it but i know bioshock was a big huge adaptation that people really wanted to see for a long time uh along the lines of television show you mentioned revolution which Mm -hmm. and one that's i think it was kind of similar in tone that was a show that I liked and, um, you, you know, like uh, Firefly, they got a movie to wrap it up. They actually gave the show an additional, I think, three episodes to wrap it up. But the show had so much potential and the first season was so good was Jericho. Yeah. I don't know if anybody no, saw not. that. No. It, went, it was very dystopian where there was a nuclear bombs that had fallen all over and the world went into complete utter governmentless uh, society. Mm-hmm. And where people still trying to, to come together and everything, but there were wars between towns and everything, but it had so much potential. And CBS canceled it after one season, so and that the fans got in such an uproar. There's a particular line that had something to do with peanuts in the show. All the fans got together and sent tons and tons of peanuts to CBS in, awesome. in protest. And because yeah. of it, CBS said, All right, you know what? We're going to give you like four or five more episodes just to wrap up the story and make you happy. And they did. That's cool. Well, you know, I'm going to go a little out of order, but I, I figured that's... more. Okay, fine. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I had another one, too. So I can do mine, you can do yours, and then we'll, 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 okay. we'll, we'll jump. So mine was actually, and this is one of those movies to this day that still haunts me because I still want this so damn bad. One of my favorite video games is a little kind of a cult classic, American McGee's Alice. It was a dark, gothic version of Alice in Wonderland, where Alice went back when she, uh, to Wonderland when she was a teenager and was locked in a sanitarium. And everybody thought she was crazy, so she goes back and Wonderland is totally decimated and destroyed. And I think it was Wes Anderson, who made Scream, was attached to direct, and Sarah Michelle Gellar was going to play Alice. The oh movie God. was... Oh, in Wes, the, An- Wes Anderson. Awesome. Wes Craven. Wes Craven. Sorry, Wes Craven. Not Wes Anderson. Yeah. yeah. Um, Wes Anderson did, like... Yeah. Great Budapest Hotel. No, no, no. Completely different. Completely. <laughs> completely different. Uh, no, Wes Craven. Sorry. Uh, but it was a project that they were trying to do so many times, and it kept, you know, going and further and further steps. They're like, hey, cool. It's greenlit. This studio picked it up. Everybody's still on board. Same director. We had a script done. Uh, American Biggie helped write the script. Uh, and Sarah Michelle Gellar for years was like, I'm still doing this. I want to do this above any other project. And it completely kept falling apart, falling apart, and then it just went away. Eventually, we got a follow-up game, but still, 
I would have killed to have seen that world on screen because yeah. it was so different and so unique. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the other one I was going to bring up before we moved on was, and it's actually one like that you you kind of reminded me of when you said thirteen and thirteen. NBC did a pilot movie for a reboot of the Monsters called Thirteen yes, Thirteen Mockingbird Lane, Lane. Yeah. with Jerry O'Connell as I Herman know. Monster and Eddie Izzard as Grandpa. Uh-huh. I Portia de Rosa as good. Lily. And I loved it. Oh, and it was it was a test. It's to still see. on Hulu. Is it really? It's still oh, watch it really? on Hulu. Check it. But it was the movie, it was a it was a two-hour mo- television made for television movie that was a test to see if they could pick it up as a series, and it didn't get the viewership they wanted, that so they never made it a series. Was so well done. It was really well done. Eddie is a test. My, my last one is actually coming back around. Samurai Jack. Yeah. Woo. Young Justice Season 3. Mm-hmm. And that. <laughs> so, all right. Well, um, actually, you no, know because now we're just talking about geeky things, so we don't have to skip and skip out of order. So, things are a little dicey nowadays, so we're going to try to avoid hardcore political discussions, but we're going to do it in a fun way. Uh, so, what would the world currently be like if nerds ran this country? We'd be going to Mars. We'd be on Mars. We'd be on Mars. Don't have a NASA at least. You'd be on Mars. I wouldn't. I'd still be here. (laughs) We would have a single NASA, please. Can I ask a real question? Why wouldn't you go to Mars? Um, Get your ass to Mars. It depends. Are we talking about like... He doesn't like like girls with three boobs or his head exploding. (laughs) I'll go with that. That's a good answer. Please tell me people know that reference. Total Total Recall. Total Recall. um, No, why wouldn't I go to Mars? Um, I don't know. Uh... Who said it would take, you know, months how, and months to get there? How long will it take to get there? It's going to take some Can time I come back if home? We, if we ran the country. No. If we ran the country, we'd probably have developed a way to get there a little bit faster. It's true. I would want to be first wave. Oh. First Ooh, wave. Wow. Most dangerous. But if you survive, you're now one of the founding families. And all incoming generations after you are more than likely going to have to kowtow to what you or want. Or rise to. up and destroy you. Well, further down the line, my great-grandchildren have to worry about and that. And because, but. you know, you're bringing up, like, NASA tech, you're like, welcome to my tinfoil castle. All bow before me. <laughs> no, no, wait. Do you really want to know why? Yeah, no, I'm just curious. Terra Nova, that's why. <laughs> Go on to Terra Nova. That was a different dimension. But, but at the same time, he's saying I can't come back to Earth. We oh, probably, okay. I think Bill's so, right, we probably would have figured out a way to do it. Uh, yeah, I think, well, if, I think we'd I, be way yeah. further ahead scientifically if nerds were in the country. I mean, let's be honest. Medically, like, medically, we'd be more advanced because yeah. there, there are, there are things that we are within our realm of possibility that for a, a, a variety of, uh, morality reasons aren't allowed to have the amount of study necessary to, to get proof of concept. And I'm, I'm definitely thinking about genetic engineering for one. Mm-hmm. And uh, stem cell therapies as, yeah. as maybe a secondary thing that would yeah. probably quite advance uh, healthcare. I know I would just I'd like to update computer systems. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've seen enough of what probably all the governments of the world run on, and I'm like, these are really old and outdated. Why hasn't anybody updated them, thrown the money at them to it's, update them mm-hmm. until this point? On the nose. I can tell you right now, our political party would not be Democrat or Republican. It would be Star Wars or Star Trek. Oh. No, no, no. no. Independence no. would be no, BSG. You no, you're allowed to like both now. It's okay. Yeah. It's quite okay. No, you're not. There you are. No, you're not. But see, but no, but that's well, what I mean. Yeah, you are. If, because, if the political parties were Star Wars and Star Trek, we would have... Cross-platform conversation, exploration, oh, or true. space wars, and that's what it's going to be about. 
<laughs> Exploration or Space Wars? Well, no, because <laughs> within the Star Trek, you have the Imperial and the Re- Rebels, or the Imperial and the Republic. And the Republic would get along with the Federation, but the Imperials would get along with the Klingons. Sure. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Wow. Or, the, or the, the Imperials would get along with the Galactic Republic of Klingons. Ooh, that sounds terrifying. <laughs> the UN would be completely different. We'd have Klingons. Yeah. The, yeah. the UN would be completely different because I feel like international matters would be settled over like board games or yeah. something. I can see that. <laughs> or video game contests. Break yeah. out your magic cards. Yeah. We gotta yeah. figure out this treaty. Oh no, the ambassador from Lithuania pulls a fast one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's playing a stall deck. God Where damn the hell it. Did he get a black <laughs> Wars would be decided before they're ever fought because they would be role-playing games first. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But awesome. All wars settled by Boffer. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, yes. Alternative energy would probably be much, much, much larger. Yeah. I'd like to think that that would also be something really, that we have great advancements in. Of course, I think be. we'd finally have the flying car. No, we wouldn't no. need the flying car. No, we wouldn't no. have the flying have car the because flying that's car. a... We don't have a hover car. High-speed uh, light rail driven by... Uh, 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 that's way better than a flying yeah, car. panels would be so much better. Yeah. Like, if I could get to California in like four and a half hours, that would be amazing. Yeah. So do we think we would actually have mech suits for our military? Oh yeah, well, yeah. definitely. But I think that would yeah. that would have been like, hey, Not day one, <laughs> day one promise. We already did away with war. So well, here, here, we here's, here's, the thing. here's the question: We're only running the country, oh, not okay. the world. Yeah, yeah. All right. yeah. Well, never mind that's that. what was going through my mind. I was sitting here quietly listening, going, "They're acting like the entire world is being run by nerds." Now, if we're getting into stereotypical nerds, does that mean that we're going to have, like, well, Russia will come over and delegate, and their president, <laughs> who is shirtless on the back of a bear, will just, like, beat us up and give us a wedgie? Realistic, though. Our advances in science would mean we would run the world. I would it's like, to, I would like yeah, to think, if yeah. That scientific no, because we'd still be on par with Japan. We would just be keeping pace with yeah. Japan. Yeah. 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 But we would be allies, so we would be okay. No. Until Brazil sends its ambassador over, and all the guys just get stupid. <laughs> No, I would. If I they're would, Kenny, Japan. Japan. Yeah, if they're Kenny, Kenny. <laughs> because bear in mind there is as many female like uh, female nerds yeah. as there are guys. Japan doesn't have the tax revenue that America can generate. I'm I'm imagining what you know that a couple of money. trillion dollars worth of tax money going towards you know a bulk of it going towards uh, nerd endeavors would actually look like. I think Japan would get smoked. But what about the Japanese work ethic? Not as ah. not as good of a thing as people seem to think it is. Yes. Honestly, there's been yeah, a lot no, of stories about it's killing people. It is. Yeah, like, I mean they've the got a suicide rate in Japan is. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. not healthy. It's to like, work like dentists. That. <laughs> they got to do it for the good of the empire. Yeah, no, it's not a healthy way to live. Nope, not at all. <laughs> Everybody yeah, got really quiet all of a sudden. I, yeah. I don't know what else to talk about. That's no, fair. It's fair. I mean, you know I what? do think we would still have a lot of the. Social issues, probably, uh, because I mean, look at—they're still rampant in the nerd community. And, too. Yeah, and I was going to say, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Like, yeah, you would still, have still a lot deal of... with a lot of shit, mm-hmm. and so do minorities, mm-hmm. which sucks. So either way, I mean, we're still fighting about it. There. Yeah, no, it's very true. Yeah. Um. Actually, you know what? Um. I think we're going to skip one of the other topics tonight. We're going to get to the last big topic before the close uh, closure because we're already almost at two hours. So, um. Uh, so because we're talking about tech really heavily, I figured this is a good time for us to discuss what technology from sci-fi, you know, films, books, movies, TV, mm-hmm. games that we would like to see become reality. We've made a lot of huge strides in the last few years. I mean. 
Ben, go ahead. Do Grr. it. I'm, I'm interjecting. I'm, Grr. I want to see Gur from Invader Zim. <laughs> Grr. <laughs> I'm actually the one that recommended this topic because I have one thing in particular I would love to see it come, become a reality, and I think it could. Back to the Future 2, a food hydrator. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, where it's popping the little freeze-dried pop food. Pizza and boom, and you got a full pizza in a matter of seconds. But let's be honest. I think we're closer to a food replicator than a food hydrator. Oh yeah. Well, like I said, we've got we've got MakerBots oh, yeah. that can do food now. Right. Yeah. So what? Yeah. 3D printing food. Yeah. They yeah. totally exist now. Yep. Yeah, but a food hydrator is a matter of seconds. A food replicator at this point in time. Yeah, but takes think a couple hours. dot matrix printers to the first laser jet. It was only a couple of years. Oh yeah. Yeah. Here, here's the Give problem it. though. Replicators aren't making food out of hey look let's take this matter and make it food. It was hey we've got energy poof it's matter and it's food. He's got a point. Mm. Well, but that makes sense because energy and matter. Are well, we're two talking sides about what we want, not what is right around the corner. Correct. That's the difference. Yeah, uh, it, I gotta go with teleportation because for how often yes. I am late, oh that would God. come in so <laughs> handy. But I don't think I that's adore. a technology we will ever have. No. I, but really I would don't. love it. I think it would be more of, and I, I don't know who ben, made this argument before. Stop being a naysayer. But no, no, I'm not. I'm just, I'm just saying. I think it would be more of. It would be an. I don't remember who brought this this topic up. I don't know if we talked about it here, or if I heard it somewhere else. But it would almost be like it, it wouldn't technically be a teleportation device. It would be a replicator in a sense, in that it can transfers your consciousness to a replication of yourself, in which your old self dies. Yeah, that discussion's been long held. The whole yeah, yeah. replicate or yeah, transporters were really just killing machines. Yeah, <laughs> but like, what about? Oh, what about the to energy? I, yeah. Some of the ideas of like, hey, if you can move your consciousness to maybe the cloud, a, some some more of a move like Avatar. You don't want to be on that. Cloud. Like, hey, you at your work, there is a version of you that you can just move your consciousness to, and you, while you're at home, and then you can, when you're done work, you just transfers back, and then you can go and do the things you want to do normally. Yeah. That goes back to Dirk gently. Really, yes, it does. In, in the oh, books, yes, it does. in the books, oh there, yeah, there are. Electric monks who ah uh, the electric monks who do stuff for you they believe in they like believe God in for, for you <laughs> so that you don't have to worry yourself oh about my it gosh, and at this hilarious. point he believed everything was pink which right. is a real problem <laughs> <laughs> but there actually is a movie based on the same similarity the sixth day with with Schwarzenegger which was an action movie in which you sat in a chair and your consciousness was in a clone of yourself. And the real you was protected in the chat. Cat's like, I hate Alexa, so I don't want any of this to come. No, no. we can terraform Mars. <laughs> no one else is going to bring go. it up. No one else is going to bring it up. Let's go, guys. Faster than light drive. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Get out that? and actually colonize the I rest of our, our galaxy. Faster than light. I would rather hyperspace because it's well, cutting I'm, through space rather than faster than light because you still have to deal with the aging uh, problem. Uh, wow, this conversation. Hold on, right hold on. I'm going to bring it back to Kenny. Instant improbability drive. Look back in FTL. To bring up a technology <laughs> that I think is probably right around the corner, um, oh, human augments. Like for people that have lost limbs. Oh, that's totally around the corner. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, with the advent of prosthetics and mm. being able to 3D print actual, like, tissue, real looking, you know, things in tissue. Um, but you know, being able to voluntarily, you know, go for augments, like in the, the Deus Ex series, series games, yeah. Yeah. where it's like, okay, 
I want to be able to run faster, and then you know you get leg augments. But you know, there's and I get bionic eyes, so I can stop wearing glasses. Yes, exactly. My brother's really into that stuff because yeah. he's an engineer and he gets really. And I'll keep it on that same topic as something that is right around the corner, and this is going to. I know Rob's read the book Ready Player One. The idea of having a complete virtual world oh, yeah. that is completely interactive. You put on your headset, you put on your earbuds, you put on your gloves, and you go into this virtual world, and you can interact with every... It's You're in a new world with people, and you can interact with everyone. There's hundreds of people. You can do pretty much anything you want. It, it Your avatar is you. Point of uh, point of order. Which came first, uh, Snow Crash or Ready Player One? Snow Crash. Then Snow Crash technically beat him to it. Yes. Mm-hmm. But Ready Player One was like, "Hey, here's Snow Crash with a thousand and one geek culture references," and we're like, "Yay!" <laughs> yeah. Was it speaking to my generation? You know, it wasn't virtual, but wasn't there? What was the the game sort of a game on PlayStation that was sort of similar to what you were talking about, except it was controller based? Where you went in, it was a virtual version of yourself that went in, and you could interact with anybody else that was in there. You built like apartments, and oh, there were PlayStation. Oh, oh no, no, no. Um, um, oh, no, it was it was before no, 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 no. Animal Crossing, Second Life, Wait, so Second, Second Life, Life. yeah, Second. Oh, that's a PC. Animal Crossing. That's a PC thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I actually PC. knew some people that were hard into that, like eight hours a day. There were people, made like, friends. There were people like cheating on husbands and wives yeah. in Second um, Life. And, there were yeah. people making money off of it, yeah. running virtual businesses, like mm-hmm. clubs yeah. that were charging people. And it, to it's get very in. similar to what you were talking about, just not fully immersed. Yeah, yeah, wow. they, yeah. Second Life was insane. See, Kenny, you're missing yeah. out. It's still around. Apparently, is it, is it it's really? here. It's on the PC. I, I never got into it. Like I said, I just had friends that were like very deeply tied into yeah. it. I was amazed. By their conversations. No, um, I think the one that we all are thinking and haven't said, and I know we even said it a ton on our Facebook group when we were discussing the episode. Hoverboards. Well. They exist. Yeah. No, because most of us are now old, old enough to the point where we're like, man, I, I, I'm going to get hurt. I'm going to need <laughs> I'm gonna Insurance need is expensive. Yeah. I would still do it. I know you would. Uh, but no, Holodex. Holodex. Yes. Because yeah. the idea of VR is great and all, but... Nobody wants to put on a headset nope. and all this stuff. No, 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 Have no. Have you <laughs> seen how wrong holodecks can go? <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Yes, but those wrongs could be also right. Sometimes. <laughs> all right. Well, on the subject yeah, of holodecks. Head on there. <laughs> oh man. On there the subject go. of holodecks and making it co- <laughs> and talking about today's technology, what about where we're going with? Um, that completely VR experience they have at Madame Tussauds in New York, and they're building another one out Ghostbusters? in Ghostbusters. Yeah, Ghostbusters. Oh, I want to do that so bad. Okay, can I? Here, I'll explain for people that have yeah, never I don't know heard yeah, of Tussauds. There's about. one. Uh, so Madame Tussauds in New York, uh, and they're where's the? Where the where I think the, they're doing it in like Colorado. Colorado. They're going to make a whole one. They're going to take over the um, the amusement park industry by creating um, amusement parks that give you. Sight, oh, sound, coaster. touch, smell, oh. everything. So, so what it is, is a virtual reality experience where you're not stationary. So what it's doing is it's a computer program that is mapped to the room around you. So it's room-scale VR, like uh, me and Kat have tried uh, Vive um, at yeah. a friend's place out in Boston. So we got to do the whole walk around a room and like engage in uh, an area. Oh, and I got to do the Star Wars one, where it was just amazing. Absolutely awesome. So... The idea of what they did was Madame Tussauds and a couple of companies together made a Ghostbusters experience that is a multi-room, room-scale VR experience where you and three other friends are all given virtual reality headsets. 
an amalgamation of what would be a you know proton pack. So you're given a book bag that's got your computer in it. And then no, it's got a gun, yeah. And then a a gun that's not detailed. But the moment that you drop your visor down, you are seeing you you are no longer in the room you were in. But that room has got maybe like hey boxes around that would be the equivalent of a height of a coffee table. Mm -hmm. There's just no detail to them. The moment that you're around it, though, in the game, that's actually a coffee table. And when you reach over, you're actually touching the height of that coffee table because that object is there. It's just not detailed. Mm But then they did things like, hey, there's ghosts in this hotel, and you and your friends, when you look at, like, if I'm looking at Kat, I see Kat dressed as a Ghostbuster. But it's probably not her, it's probably just another, it's like a female avatar in a Ghostbuster suit. We're all in the same room together and talking, but you're actually walking room to room to room, and each room in the game is actually different. So they had a moment where you have to feel like you're walking onto a ledge. And they have industrial fans blowing at you as you're looking down to the New York street. And you're walking on what feels like a ledge that's only six inches wide. There's You're up elevated maybe a foot or two off the ground. And in front of you is this floor. So if you fall, you're falling a foot. But what you see, what you see, and you're actually feeling is they're giving you air blowing in your face, and you're hearing 3D sound around you, and everything you're looking at is actually making this. But you're walking through multiple rooms, going through this full scale scenario situation, and all of it feels 100 percent real. And they said the moment you're done with it, this 20 minute experience is, I was just a Ghostbuster. No ifs, ends, or buts about it. I was just a Ghostbuster. I will tell you right now. I would do this in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. It's in New York City. They Is they really? they will if you go outside and it's raining, they have water streaming down on you for rain. They have one where you can go through caves with like goblins and stuff and you see the cobwebs and where the cobwebs are, it's mapped out to the room. They have a fishing line. So as you push your hand through the cobwebs, you feel oh, cobwebs so cool. on, that you're pushing away. I gotta do that. Like next it's there. they have sight, sound, smell. There's another one with an alien where you see a tube. Now, granted, if you take if you took off your headset, it's like a blue room with a blue cylinder tube. But yeah. when you have your headset on, you can see the alien in it and the smoke and the buttons. And you push the buttons, and as it as the tube lifts up. They will literally shoot smoke and air at your feet. So you will feel the the air coming out. You will smell the smoke that's coming out. And you will see the alien coming at you that you have to shoot. It is completely all of your senses immersive. Nice. It is. And I will. It's. It's really not that expensive. It's not. It's, it's not $55. expensive. Fifty-five dollars. That's yeah. not a lot. And everybody said is, and you're doing this as groups. Like everybody says, escape rooms are huge. This is probably going to overtake it in just a couple years. They're talking about doing this. They're making a huge facility. I believe it's in Colorado. um, And they're trying to take over the entertainment park industry by creating virtual entertainment parks that you can do anything. It's a lot easier to have. And they can change it. Like mostly empty warehouse buildings that here's a couple, you know, false walls that we're just putting up some base drywall, random cubes of objects that when you're looking at it, they can be anything you want. As long as you can reach out and touch it, that's all you need to do. I already have a I already have a thought in mind for a movie spinoff of these things. It'll be your traditional somebody's going around killing the, the, the players. Murder mm-hmm. mystery kind of movie. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine getting That'd to play sweet. a game like Clue? Like, think of the movie that we all love and go back to with Tim Curry. Great movie. That you're actually get to do a VR Clue like this. Yeah. How, I mean, there's so many, like, it's almost endless. Like, it's funny, like... 
I got to play a, I see a version of this as a ride about maybe 10 years ago, which was um, the Star Trek experience that used to be in Las Vegas, which was one of the coolest experiences. I think everybody here has probably been on like those 3D motion rides where you're looking at a giant screen. They did their so unique though, because it was all these experiences prior to VR existing. And when you got in line for this ride, it was kind of cool. And you're like, you walk in. And you go and stand in, and you're looking at all the TV monitors in front of Star you. Star Tours. Well, it's yeah. like Star Tours, exactly. but this, they added an extra element that was great. Mm-hmm. So you're all in your individual lines, waiting to get loaded into your cars. You're looking at the TV screens, and while the the whole safety instruction, keep your arms inside the vehicle, blah, 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 the lights dim out, and they start flickering, the monitors go to static, and then it's absolute pitch black in the room. As the instruction video was happening. And the uh, instruction video shuts off. And all of a sudden, you hear this loud bang in the room. You see these streaks of white light kick around the room really fast. You get hit with a gust of air. And the lights come back on the room that you were standing in. And you're standing on a teleportation uh, teleportation pad in the USS Enterprise. And there in front of you is somebody in full bridge crew, you know, uniform and said, guys, we're really sorry about everything that happened. Please walk this way. And you're walking through the hallways of the Enterprise. And then you're standing on the bridge. And then Jonathan Frakes is on the, the monitor and says, everybody, this is what happened. So there we hit a temporal well, you know, point and you've all been pulled here. Somebody in this room is actually, you know, a descendant of Captain Picard. And the Klingons are trying to find a go back through a wormhole and destroy you before he can be born and stop this oncoming war. And then they take you through more, well, you know, like, you know, hallways. And they put you on a turbo lift. And the turbo lift is shaking because the Starship Enterprise is getting shot. And then the red alerts go off. And then you get on the ride. That's pretty awesome. And it was amazing. It was one of the coolest things. So it is like that Ghostbusters experience. But this is a cheaper way for them to do something like this. So it's pretty cool. I'm looking so, at videos of this thing, and it looks amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were definitely taking the trip to do this. The New York one? Yeah. 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 Let me know when. Yeah. yeah. I think everybody here would like the to do pro- it. The problem they had is when you go out that window and you look down at the street, they had people that didn't want to do it. They were too freaked they out. They actually to had to have staff members tell you, it's safe, it's okay, go. Yeah, yeah there there were people that they said they had to take their, their headset off for that part because they couldn't handle it. It was okay. too realistic. Jeez, it's not coming. Yeah. <laughs> I would love it. All right. So does anybody else have any future tech they really want to see before we move on to our closer? No, because everything okay. in Star Wars is past tech. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well, now is the time when we play Cartoon 20 Questions. So I have a cartoon character in mind uh, for everybody here. And it is a cartoon character everybody in this room does indeed know. It's nothing really obscure. Um, so I, but I guarantee every one of you here has at least seen the character, know of the character. So you have 20 questions to come up with it. You can only ask yes and no questions. And I'll give you that. I just will ask people to not worry too much about jotting stuff down at the table because it will pick up on the mic. Just you want to have one person that gives hash marks, but just keep it moving. Uh, if you, based on however you guys want and we'll go ahead and get started. All right. Question number one. Is the cartoon or is the cartoon character a male character? The character, yes, it is. Is the cartoon character from a series that is presently running on television? Inconclusive. Uh, can you rephrase that? Um, 
Can I rephrase that? Is it currently airing new episodes? Yes. Is it currently airing new episodes on television? Thank you. I still can't answer that. Hmm. Okay. Um, Wait, does that count as a question if we don't? No, no, I I won't. I won't. We'll take that as a question. Is the character human? No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And don't worry about if there's any kind of lag. Does Does the character wear pants? Um, I want you to go ahead and skip ahead. I gotta verify. That one. <laughs> hey, that's a valid question. It is a valid um, question. Does the character have a legit profession? Yes. Okay. So, character is male. It's not human. Yeah. He does have a profession. Man, Never man, mentioned anything about human. Or wait. Yeah. Oh yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. We did. We not human. human. And you said no. Yeah, it's not human. May or may not wear pants. <laughs> may or may not wear pants. <laughs> Does the character have a weapon? Um. Yes. Has hmm. weapon. Can we answer it any time if we think we know it? Or if does you... it have to come around to us? Well, no. I mean, it's up to you guys. We you guys probably want to talk this out. Though. The character does indeed. Oh no! I'm not, I'm j- I was just asking if I yeah. ever got it. Do we each? Do we each get a guess? Or no, you guys no. do this we're together. We're playing as a team. So okay. we're going to go through this real quick. I just want to make sure. I think we were now at five questions, right. and we know the character is male, male, not human, not human. Has a profession. Has a profession. Has, has used, a weapon. Has a weapon. And wears and wears pants. pants. <laughs> Yeah, we can all discuss it. Yeah, um, I mean, this is something you're doing together. This is, is a cooperative. Is thinking anything so far with what we've got? Well, we got to find out if it's in outer space or not. It's not well, human. I was going to say, is this, char- is this character part of an ensemble? Well, that's a good question. Is, yeah. is well, this every character is part of an ensemble. Well, not necessarily. Bugs Bunny can be considered part of an well, ensemble. More, I think more like the question is, is, is this character part of a team? Oh, that's a good. That's, that's what I meant by a better question. Yeah. So, is this character part of a team? Yes. Ooh. Team. Team. It wears. Pants. And the character has a weapon. It's not human. Has a weapon. Wears, wears pants. pants. He is a team. Is it a thundercat? Do, that's do a yes or no it? question. No, no, that's not my question. No, no, that is. We can, yes we can no. do it. Wait, do, wait, you do want to do? Is this character on Earth? That's a good question. That's, that's a good question. question. Right, is this character on Earth? I can't answer that. Okay. Because it's how do you like in all honesty, how do you That's define true. Earth in a cartoon world? Yeah. Okay. That's so true. we're back to the well, tiny two What about Trump? Is it Earth or not? Well, right, you know? Okay. Uh, era is the show from the eighties, nineties. Is it a TV well, show? Did we say it's we haven't did identified we even, if it's TV or movie. Oh yeah, let me That's ask, a pretty important yeah, question to that. ask. So that would be so who, who, yeah. yeah, is the is character it, in a movie? Yes. Okay. Well, but that could also mean it has also, it's also been on a TV show. Which is fine. It would narrow it down a bit. Yeah. Are there any cartoon characters from video games? Are they not considered cartoons? They're not considered um, cartoons. Well, this is, I think, specifically for cartooning, but there could be potential for crossover. Because a lot of cartoons do also appear. Yeah, but I'm saying there's, there, is no, there is no video game character that's a cartoon specifically that... Is only in video games. So we, we know this character is part of a team and wears pants, but does he wear a full costume? Because that make it can make it a superhero. You're really uh, concerned about his wardrobe. How about, well, I'm, well I'm, it's also not. It could human narrow it down. Can we it's maybe, not uh, human too, so it wouldn't. There's fit. like that's true. There are like, lots that don't. Like Mighty Mouse wore a mask. Yeah. 
Actually, Mighty Mouse didn't wear a mouse. Not Mighty Mouse. I'm thinking Danger Mouse. Yes. There is. Superman he said there's a, a weapon, but we don't know what kind of weapon. Is it a sword or is right. it a gun? Right. But you could, uh, um, yeah. Hmm. We're at seven questions. Yeah. You are at seven questions. I mean, we can ask. Do about we want to ask the tail question? Does it have a tail? You can ask the yeah. tail question. Does he have a tail? Does the character have a tail? Yes. Oh well, that changes things a bit. Rules like Superman. <laughs> Superman's not a was not an animal. It, it's it was never specified. Out. Just not human. It is not specified that it's an animal. Superman just doesn't not have human. a tail. Though. Superman is not human. Superman's an alien. Yeah, but we could still be thinking like. So yeah, it could have been just throwing it out there. Goku has a tail. Yes, not a human. True. That's true. Part of not a team. A human. Alien yeah. has a well, weapon because he has a staff. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was thinking Nightcrawler for a moment, but Nightcrawler exactly. doesn't, have a te- like, doesn't have a weapon. Yeah. Nightcrawler is also human. He has a sword. He is technically human. He is human. Okay. Mm-hmm. But any. But I have again, thought of all of these things, yeah. so don't worry. Any I'm aliens, just, yeah. though? Aliens you are in eight questions. Of uh-huh. things. Yeah. <sighs> Do we want to type? Is the movie that this character is in. It could be TV uh, Recent as of the past five years? No. Not in the past five years. Old yeah. movie. Okay. Hmm. I kept looking at Fesh's Adventure Time shirt and I'm like, no, Finn's human. Oh, Jake the dog isn't. Jake the, but he doesn't, Jake wear, doesn't wear, wear pants. <laughs> yeah. He's not necessarily an alien, he's a dog. He's not a weapon. No. He is a weapon. Or Porky Pig. And Howard the Duck because he didn't wear he didn't wear pants. pants. Howard the Duck didn't wear pants. There's a lot of places you guys can still go. You can you can look Should at we ask about TV? Go ahead. Ask we could. I mean, I'm sure he, it has been, though, so I'm trying is to think of... Is this character in a TV show? Yes. Okay. Now we need to figure TV out cartoons movie. that Cartoon have been... T- what TV movie crossovers are there? Okay. Let's there go with lots. the question of era. Is it... Oh, we didn't ask if this is the main character, too. The 90s, or should we ask, is it... This could be a we, we character. Did, we did ask, and we got an inconclusive answer. <laughs> Are there current on. television? Are there current episodes? That's true, Which but that can that can tilt you in something in, in in different things, right? Oh, uh, should we, we do a clarification on that for when you're saying inconclusive? Are we considering something that is in this two week break that seems to be happening for a lot of shows no. not currently airing? No, I'm not asking us as a question. I'm asking as for his inconclusive. No, no, I don't think it would. It would mean there's nothing currently being produced. Um, well, you didn't say produced. You said airing. See, that's where that technicality. So are there? So it could be something that's coming out, but that's what I'm saying. If it's something, oh, it didn't air this week, so it's not current. I'm not going to do it down to the week or month, but like, is it in a current season? Okay, right. Are there new television episodes being produced for this character? Yes. Mm. What about asking if the show is named after this character? Ah, that's a good one. Is the show named after this character? No. It could also not be the main character, which is a tricky thing. Or it could be... Make sure you guys don't forget to still project at the mic with yeah. the volume. Oh, yeah, okay. You guys are getting really quiet. Um, <laughs> you guys are at 12 questions. You have eight questions We're left. We're in thinking mode. But the way, he, the way he answered that makes me think the title character, the name of the character could still be in the title. It's just not named after that character. 
Sorry, no, I'll be I'll be no, definitive. It's not in that title. No. It's not in the title. Hold okay. on. The answer is I, no. Because I don't know this. Is the tick human? Yes. Okay. That's okay, a good so question. Not, no, that was a solid that's question. It's not animated anymore, though. That's oh, yeah, coming that's on true. But Amazon. it was an animated show. It was. Right. And that's not a hint towards this at all. But, but, but then the tick this, is the name yeah, of the show. Right. 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 Exactly. True. So his, his name is not the name of the so show. So you guys can still look at things like, you know, the era of when the character was first introduced, uh, the last time it was appeared, all these other things. There's I lots have, of these. Still I can have do a this. show in mind. I do, too. And I'm so having what trouble. Do you well, talk out what you think. Make sure Talk out your ideas. No, I, aren't they who produced back, it? Aren't they bringing back episodes of Ducktales? Yes, they Ooh. are. Yes, they are. But there's no Ducktales. There, yes, there was. There was. Yes, there was. Robo Duck was a, a non-human that used a weapon. No, no, Robo Duck. He didn't wear pants. Gizmo Duck. Gizmo Duck. Gizmo Duck. Gizmo Duck. He didn't wear pants though. No, Fenton Crackshell did not wear pants. He is correct. But as Gizmoduck, he did. He did not wear pants. They were not pants. Hold it on. A, it was a tire. What about what, what about the Ducktales? Launchpad McQuack wore pants. But did he use a weapon? Scrooge McDuck? No. no. Scrooge. Scrooge never used a weapon. Scrooge didn't use a weapon. Oh, it was Kane. So he, he also didn't wear pants. That, he didn't wear pants either. Either. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, so we're, we're moving out of that. Uh, oh! Darkwing. No, it's because that's the He didn't wear pants either. Didn't wear pants. Didn't wear pants. Why do these ducks not wear pants? <laughs> Come on, do you want... Damn it, ducks. <laughs> okay, how about, like he said, the production who produces the show? We could ask, is it Disney? Is it Marvel? Is it... Is there any talk of Animaniacs coming back? No, none of them use so. weapons. None of them wear pants. Neil Kenny, you're getting quiet. So yeah. let's... Sorry. Let's think let's out loud. Oh, oh, no, true. wait. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Wacko wore, wore pants. Yeah, yes. you have a no weapon, is what no I'm saying. No, I'm sorry, Yakko wore pants. Wacko did not. Right. Um, they had sharp tongues. Uh, they might have had a lot of weapons. You know, whenever they pulled out like anvils and things like that. Yeah. Don't eliminate aliens. If you're saying they, they have weapons, I would assume that means that. Yeah, they you're have a assuming basis. things. It's it wasn't a question of is the character the question a was... Warner Brothers character? No, not Warner Brothers. So, uh, Thirteen questions in. Which could now go down to, but see if we ask, but if we ask Disney, Disney now owns Star Wars and Marvel, so we'd have to be more specific with that question. But you could always say, "Is this Marvel? Is this this? Is this you know?" If we ask, worth asking if it's Disney. If we ask Disney first, that technically rules out Marvel at this. point. If he says no, is this character a Disney character? Yes, it is. Okay, there we go. So. But now, see, now it could inv- include well, Marvel. That's a true statement. So, do we want to ask: Is this character? Is this character a Marvel character? Are you asking the question? Or are you asking? We're asking is this question? character a Marvel? Character? No. Okay. Fifteen questions. You have to guess on twenty. You have four questions left. It's Disney, but, but it's not, not Disney, Marvel. but not Marvel. It's could it. I'm not asking. Could it be a Disney classic movie? Are they are they taking any of the Disney movies and making TV shows out of them? Yes. Which ones? Come on, Dan. Um, You're the one with kids. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm a Disney file, but I'm bad. I'm so bad at what's currently coming. I didn't know any Disney movie. That's not animated. It's like action. And this is also remember this is also a TV show, isn't it? Yes. With episodes that are currently being produced. produced. Which means it could be a revival of the show, right? Which, yeah, but it's something that had toward, a movie. Well, well, that's Ducktales had a movie. Ducktales did have, yeah, a but movie. I'm saying Disney. Yeah, that's Disney. Yeah, Disney Disney's Ducktales. Ducktales. Disney. Yeah, 
It had Donald mm. Duck in it. Ooh, yes. ooh, and ooh, Huey, Dewey, ooh. and Louie. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, What's not... That? Oh, wait. We only said not human. Correct. Not yes. necessarily alien. Correct. Yes. Chip and Dale. Okay. Chip wore pants, nice right? Dangerous. Or Dale wore pants? No, neither of them neither wore pants. Neither of them? No. Gadget wore pants. She had to. Someone had a whip, though. One of them had a whip. That's Monterey that was Jack. Monty. <laughs> yeah, but no pants. no pants. Rob is loving pants. He had no pants. <laughs> <laughs> All these characters don't wear pants. What's wrong with them? <laughs> well, that should narrow it down, shouldn't it? It should. Oh, man. It was making me realize let's this, if we had this a character party, it would be a very Does this character have party. mouse ears? No one would have pants on. No. Oh. The character does not have mouse ears. Is this character an animal? Yes. Okay. Mouse ears. We have two, yes. questions, we have two left. questions left to narrow this down before you have to put in a guess. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know any. Fashion, I don't know any really Disney, quiet. any Disney TV shows that are cartoons yeah. that are coming out. Disney, okay, can you tell us those? That might help us. Yeah, anyone know um, Disney? Well, how yeah. about? Uh, it's very potentially Goofy. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Goofy does he have a weapon? That's true. Goofy never carried In Kingdom no, Hearts, no, he does. does. Yeah. yeah, but that's a video parts. game. Yeah, but still, but we, never asked that we never asked that question. We never specified. Does he always does have a weapon? When does he wear the weapon? When does Just he have saying. the weapon? Where does he have the weapon? We never. Oh, and know. he has a team. There, I already well. hate this game. Wait, wait was right? Goofy <laughs> ever in a movie? Hold on, hold you on. Extremely Goofy yes. in like yeah. sixteen movies. Here's a good question. Here's a good question, and this may, this may, you know, do your good question. Go for it. Is this character also in a video game? Yes. It's totally goofy. So it's now, are we at our... No, we have no, one, one, more question. Question. one more question. Has a profession. Do we want to go, does this character have a son? Wait, wait, wait. Sure. Yes. Okay. Yes. Because he didn't. Does this character have a son? Inconclusive. Oh. What? Oh, and then it's not goofy. Inconclusive. It's not goofy, because goofy for sure had a son. Yes. Well, that's good. That knocks him off the pedestal without wasting one of our questions. <laughs> That's true. Good call. That's about the brightest. Uh, I, in other words, it's, it's I have no idea. Oh, no, you don't know the answer. Means he doesn't know. I, I, it's for me. Is so I don't know. You're going to have to ask something else. The thing with the goofy doodle. Would he son. know if goofy I can, had a son? I don't know. I can tell you. I do know of the happen. goofy movie, an extremely goofy movie, Goof Troop, all this Both other which stuff. Max is yes. relevant in. Yeah, that's, that's the name that's of true. Goofy's son. This is true, Max. Yeah. So wait, in a video game. Plus, we did get that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. In a video game, so in a movie, and platforms. current TV shows But, it's, but if production. you count... What about Star Wars? Uh, no, so, I was going to say, if you count video games, Scrooge McDuck did have a weapon because he did use the cane. Yes, but, but he had a weapon. Are there Star Wars people with tails? Uh, yes. And pants. Help us out here. But also <laughs> animals. Animals, not aliens. So, yeah. <laughs> that kind of... <laughs> that pretty much... <laughs> Is there a Star Wars okay. character with a tail that's been in the video games? But they would all. But they would all. The but they would be alien. Doesn't yeah. matter. They're just not human. That's that's no, not. They're 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 alien. We did they're determine animal. they're animal. Oh, we determined yeah. it is. So I mean, Ewok technically oh. isn't. No, no, no that's an alien. alien. Uh, Ewoks don't, don't have tails. They, don't, they also don't wear pants. They don't wear pants. Going back to the pants. I will say this: by the end of this, you guys were going to be very, very sad. Because it's something really simple that we're jumping right over. <laughs> he did say it's something Sorry. we would all know. Damn it. Oh, man. 
Uh, what, um, what Disney video games are there? Yeah, that was, a, that was a question. Kingdom Hearts is the only one Let's I can beat think the cat. of. No, there's there's a Star Wars video games. He wears the Kingdom pants. Hearts video Wait, games. He's the bad guy. Video game. But uh, no. other than that, I don't know any other. Wait, what other it does have it. Wait, hold on. Animal. Yes. Does have a tail. Yep. We didn't determine that it is for sure Disney. We just know. Oh no, or we did. did. We did. It's it's Disney. Disney, not Marvel. And oh, in it, a video game, I was, book and movie. I was. No, I was actually thinking it could have. Without the Disney, I was actually thinking it could have been Splinter. Where's pants? Where's pants? Is an animal has a tail. Uses a weapon. It narrows it down quite a bit when you're thinking about Disney. Disney. It would have fit Splinter if it wasn't. I Disney. feel like the video game's the easy niche, but I don't. No, know I don't know nothing about. I, that. I, I just I don't know, know Kingdom Hearts. I'm going the animal Disney animals that wear pants. Bill, no. Disney video games. It's got to be something pretty you're obvious if I would person. supposedly know about it. The Great Mouse Detective didn't wear pants. No. Damn it. He also wasn't on a TV show. What? A- nope. What about? Think about the things that you've asked so far. Alright. Alright, hold on. Would he run over all our clothes? Oh, no, part at the of moment. it's nah, they weren't part he's of He's male, team. he's not human, he's an animal, he has a profession, which the thing is throwing me off. Because you gotta think about Disney professionals. Um He has a weapon. Or has used a weapon. Or yeah. Carries a weapon, I think is what we said. Uh, no, no, I, think he's, I just said he okay. basically used it. Uh, he wears pants. He's part, part of a team, mm-hmm. uh, so it wouldn't be Pete the Cat based on that. I was thinking a Pooh from Aladdin, but I don't know if that would fit either. Mm-hmm. He doesn't wear pants? No, he wears pants, but oh. he's but not, not part, part of, of a team. team. No. Why are we saying profession he's not Chippendales? Profession would be they don't, wear pants. they don't wear pants. One of them does. Which Monterey one? Jack. Does he carry a weapon? I thought one of them wore no. pants. One of them wore a vest and one of them wore pants. One of them wears a... No, both of them. One wears a wine <laughs> shirt. One wears a bomber jacket. One wears yes. Magnum P.I. The other wears Indiana, <laughs> Indiana Jones. Jones. Yes. Neither have pants. Only Monterey Jack wears pants movie, out of the Movie, TV, show, and video game. But I don't think there was a Chippendales Rescue Rangers movie. No, there wasn't. But they've been in movies. Yes. Not Monterey Jack. Yeah, just no. Chippendales. That's the important part here. He also... <laughs> they don't wear pants. <laughs> This is actually just too funny for me. Because <laughs> you guys are two questions away. So you're you have We to, do have one more question. You have one more question and then you have to get your guess in. You're going to have to edit the fuck out of this. No, it won't actually because you guys have actually um, talked about this all the way through. So yeah, there this, hasn't been any dead air. There hasn't Hell. been. Which so, you guys are doing really good with that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm actually keeping that in my mind. Uh, I'm I lost know. on anything else that you could do. I don't know enough about this. But it would be something that you should know about, which means it's simplistic right. as hell. But someone tell me. Alright, I'm not versed in any of these. I someone guarantee. Tell me what, what new Disney cartoons are currently being aired? What cable. Disney video games have there know. been? Kingdom There's been Hearts. a lot of Disney video <laughs> there games. There have been a lot of Disney there video have, games. Yeah. I just can't think of them. Almost every Disney movie has, has had a video, video game, game based so on So chances really? are, yeah. yeah. One of the things you guys haven't done yet, and I'm just going to do this to kind of give you a little small <laughs> aid, narrow down your year or your time frame because that will help kind of guide you through most of the I things I really don't think it will. <laughs> <laughs> it will probably here. really help you. Because I'm running through a bunch of them in my head. Wasn't there frame. something about has something come out in the last five years? Wasn't that one of our questions? We yeah, did. And it yeah, wasn't. it wasn't. And it wasn't in the last five years. Oh, no, but there, so the movie wasn't within the last the movie five years? The movie wasn't within the last five but years. But the TV show is in production. Part of a TV Should I ask if it's from the 80s? Sure. 
Okay. What, what? I think it would be the nineties. They had a ton of things in the nineties. Which one would you rather ask? I don't know. Either way, if we try go to narrow it. it down, go for it. You could, you could go. Is it? You, no, you, you here. Now? Wait, wait. Because you could go. Uh, is it before the two thousands, or you could say, is it before the nineties? Is it before the nineties? Because if you say, okay, is fine. it in the nineties, and he says no, it could be two thousands, yeah, or it could or be eighties or seventies, okay. which might come back as inconclusive. Right, only is because it before the nineties? It is. The character was introduced before the 90s. Okay. Ugh. So it's older. The character See, was. See, now I'm thinking also in my head of, <laughs> he said movie, but it doesn't necessarily mean that the, the movie, movie is first. animated. Right. Because or they that. have been making live action movies from classic I cartoons. need a guess from you guys as far as what character yep. you think it may be. Technically, Mickey Mouse does wear pants. But he doesn't he have mouse ears. Wasn't that a it question? Does not you did ask ears. about we mouse ears. We did ask about mouse ears. No so mouse it ears. is no mouse. And tail. Because I was originally thinking... Paul's brain has fallen apart. <laughs> I was thinking Pete from Pete's Dragon, but Pete didn't wear pants. Nope. No. Or Elliot, rather. So he didn't wear pants. Bitch. Don't know. Pete did there wear pants. There was also no What are series. Disney movies from the 80s? Oh, yeah, you're right. There was no TV series. Uh, it doesn't have to be a movie. The character was introduced before then. What yeah. Disney characters? The character was introduced in the 80s. Chances or, are it's or probably earlier. a movie, character though. That's an animal that has pants and a tail. What's, what what animal? What classic Disney movie has gotten an update? Robin Hood? Not all animals. Did they wear pants? I don't think he wore pants. I don't think Robin Hood wore pants. No. No. Robin Hood! Disney, there was also Disney no had a no-pants fetish. Ah, true. They're technically They had a lot more fetishes than that. <laughs> and also, that would be named for the character. Oh, that's yeah. That would be named and we're, for the we're still. All right, guys. We got right. a thing. Okay. Well, you got no good guess. You're not under time. Do it. Yeah, we're you not timed. Carry I mean, he did use a weapon. Was he a Darkwing Duck? He used a weapon. Was he introduced prior to the. He was introduced in DuckTales. Yeah. Who was? But DuckTales, I don't. Was DuckTales, DuckTales, was DuckTales 80s, 80s or early 90s? 80s. Uh, Are you sure? I'm pretty sure it was 89. Do it. Go for it, man. I don't, I don't think it's right, but guess. it's the closest thing we've got. Yeah. Is it yeah. Launchpad McQuack? The character introduced in 1987 who appeared in one <coughs> film, Treasure of the Lost Lamp, DuckTales. God, God damn it. All right. The, the show will be making return in 2017 in the summertime. So I was right about The character tales. wears pants, a coat, has appeared in two shows, being Darkwing Duck it's, it's and DuckTales, Launchpad McQuack. Nice. Congratulations. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. And I well said done. that like ten questions. Yeah. Yeah. I was well, going to say, if you guys got this wrong, I'd be really sad because you did say the character's name already. Wow. So you did bring up Launchpad McQuack. I was right about DuckTales. Congratulations. On question 20... Yeah. Nicely done. So let's uh, everybody talk real quick about things that you're doing, working on, anything fun, geeky coming up before we get the hell out of here. Kenny. The sad thing is my brain is fried <laughs> after that. I have nothing to do. Well, you know what, though? I got to say, for me, it's so much fun watching you guys go through that because the fact that you guys did get there. So now you've got two wins, one loss. So not too yeah. shabby. What was, what was the loss? Just for me. I didn't lose. I wasn't here this for is the loss. first game I got to play. What was the loss? Marvin the Martian. Okay. What was the other win? That is, that is Bunny from Tiny Toons. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, wow. Kenny, what are you? What is going on in your world? Nothing. <laughs> Literally nothing right now. I, I I can't think. I'm sure I'm doing something interesting, and I'm sure you'll you'll hear about it, but not at the moment. Fish. I'm gonna second that with a whole heaping helping of nothing. Ball pit, hopefully in drunkenness in a couple days. Yep. Hopefully. Oh. 
Kat, what's going on in your world? We have Glimmerdark this weekend, which will be awesome. I will be vending um, for Solstice Brews, and I'll also be vending my books. Um, we also will be running a murder mystery there set in the Philly Coven Chronicles universe. And um, then two days after Glimmerdark on February 7th, my next book releases. And that's book three in the Philadelphia Coven Chronicles. Titled? for Autumn. Uh, I am working on a campaign for the Star Wars Fantasy Flight game that I'm going to be running for five players, and Yay. I'm going to have a lot of fun doing that because I love Star Wars. I'm also looking at uh, parts to build a lightsaber and Star Wars. <laughs> Did I mention Star Wars? <laughs> ben. Uh, I am one of the co-creators of the Next Level Podcast Network, in which this podcast is now on. Yay! Uh, as well, so you can check out my other podcast, The Showcast Spotlight, which is our interview podcast. I just did air quotes to a podcast, so yeah, <laughs> go figure. Because my brain is kind of fried from that game as well. Yeah. Um, and of course, the podcast that you and I do, DC Primetime, which talks about all the DC television shows in which Kenny hates. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so just because mean. they're not good shows. That's the only reason. It's blasphemy. Uh, next level radio online.com. I am excited to go in Glimmer Dark. Yay! Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I am right there with it, fresh with the day drinking, and I will definitely partake <laughs> in the ball pit this time Yay! since I don't have work to do with you this might convention. Be, you might be the only one. Um, I'll be going. I'm gonna day drink and go in the ball pit. Yeah, All right. Jesus I, I mean, other than that, we'll just kick the kids out. Mm-hmm. Gaming wise, uh, I I love my Dresden Files game, which actually Yay. I feel like I'm the main character in in this story. Yeah. Um, my my character, the only mortal of the group, is the main character. Uh, and then in my Star Wars game, I hope to shoot some rebels in the back on the next uh, mission. <laughs> Are you a stormtrooper? Uh, no, I'm uh, I'm just a. Uh, uh, like an just, aspiring member of Black Sun. Because you'd have to have a really high roll to hit anything as a stormtrooper. It's <laughs> not true. That's I, not I, true. I have a disruptor rifle again. Life is good. <laughs> so as for me, as Ben mentioned before, you can also hear me and him on our weekly show, which is DC Primetime. Uh, this coming week's episode will be uh, one day late, I believe. Uh, one, so day late, yep, one day late. Because you guys are going uh, to... Limited. Uh, and we will actually be joined by one of the community members, uh, Jackson Howard. So we're really looking forward to it. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, which just posted this morning, um, that is with listener Shad Welsh. So we ran a little contest, so we're always doing stuff like that over on that show. But all the shows are back, so Flash, Arrow, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow... Uh, we're finishing up our full discussions on Gotham permanently, probably, at least until the summertime. Yeah. And Powerless is coming soon, so we're really Powerless pumped. is this week. Powerless yeah, is coming this week. Looks so, good. super excited mm-hmm. for that. So, oh wow, yeah, so we got six shows this six week. Six shows this week. Son well, Powerless should be pretty quick, because yeah. we're not going to spend 20 minutes on a 20-minute show. Yeah, because that would be kind of dumb. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, you can also make sure to check out uh, DJ Cutman at Game Chop Records. Uh, it's djcutman.com. Uh, where you can hear uh, the intro song and the outro song, which is a song called How Attractive from the Wii U Grooves album. They've got a lot of great video game albums that are recently just came out. I know they had, I think, three or four new albums in the last couple months. So go over there, check them out, support them. We always say a big thanks to them for uh, giving us uh, the tunage. So, But anyway, we'll see you guys around the bend. Uh, see you next month for February. That'll be recorded at the end of the month of February. So a uh, short month. So 
it won't be too long, and then I get a chance to rack my brain for a new character for these guys to attempt <laughs> to get. Yay! It's been a lot of fun, and I'm happy that uh, this is turning into something fun. So we will see you for episode 35 in just a few short weeks. Later. Bye. Bye. Yeah.